Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. We're changing up the release schedule for a while. It's going to pan out to about one episode a month, probably until the summer. Editing comes with a huge workload, and my master's is taking a lot out of me. We should be done recording Trailblazers Season 2 by the summer, and I will only be taking one class during that time, so I'd like to return to a bi-weekly schedule around summertime. I truly wish I could release it weekly. We already have 22 episodes recorded, and I want to bring them to you as quick as I can. But for the time being, we'll have to do it this way. One of the characters in this episode didn't get his own voice until later on in the season, so I had to re-record his lines in this episode. However, my mic has changed since when we recorded this episode, so sorry if his lines sound a bit different. You'll know who I'm talking about when it happens. One last note, I handled the fly rules wrong this episode, so please don't take this thinking it's how it should be done. Last time on Trailblazers, the party saved Booker's life by bringing him to the hospital after Baron's attack and made plans to keep their family safe. They then tracked the canister's original destination to the government official, J.G. Locke, and the party stole a document off his desk that detailed a meeting to happen soon. They visited Booker in the hospital to find that the famous singer, Red, was providing for his care. Their visit was interrupted by a news report claiming that Victor and Lanris were responsible for what Baron had done. What will the party do now that the whole city is looking for them? Can they stay hidden and still investigate what's happening? What is this secret meeting all about? Find out this week on Trailblazers! Let's get back to base. Yeah. Right now. He was red, and he kind of, she kind of shakes his hand. You know we didn't do that, right? <laughs> yes, I'm aware. <laughs> no, I, t- I said to red. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I go over to uh, to red, kind of just walk slowly, and I just kind of open up my arms, like, can I hug you type gesture. She reciprocates and gives you a very proper I, hug. Hey, uh, I just hug her. So thank you for all of this. Thank you for being there for him. Like you said, he didn't deserve this. No. And it's going to take a lot of recovery. But as long as he's got you, he'll be okay. I don't know if you noticed, but you guys seem to be the new boys in town. I think as long as he has you two. I'm just an old fling who gets some backstage passes. No. You're more than that. All right, stay safe, all right? Don't be accused for any crimes you didn't do. Yeah, I'll try not to. <laughs> and Marcus says, uh, we need to go now. And he rushes you guys up to the vertebrate. And you guys start flying to base. You start flying back to base. And Marcus looks at you two and says, well, if Baron didn't figure out your names beforehand, I think he knows who you are now. Yeah, no kidding. Well, what's the plan? Are we pulling our families out? Well, I guess so much for sharing the police all the information to try to hunt down Baron. What's the psycho squad? Um, well, I scratch my head and say it's it's not good. Um, so psycho squad, psycho squad. To get into the psycho squad, you have to be like a savant at whatever it is you do. Like you are just ridiculously good at you know, crystal manipulation, you do something that other people can't, or you have augmentations that are experimental and can do things that other people haven't seen before. Um, and it's more like it's forced assignments. You know, you you get pulled out usually because you broke too many rules. You did something wrong. They put you on forced assignments, really high-risk stuff, but, you know, it's really talented people at what they do. And they're after you guys? Apparently. Oh, man, we made somebody up high angry. So what are we going to do? Uh, I 
I'll come. I'll put some stuff together. The first thing to do, and he gets on his communicator, and he's like, "If anyone's not at base, get back to base. Avoid all police." All right, so you guys um, get back to base, and you get unloaded and everything. Marcus says, "I'll I'll figure this out, guys. Just for now, please don't go out. All right." Wasn't planning yeah. on it. And he rushes to his office. I'm gonna go see Stallion about this thing, and I take out the Cortex gun. Sure. All right, you go to Stallion. She looks at you and says, uh, you holding up okay? Nah, I was going to ask you the same thing. You had to oh. deal with, you know, Booker's body. And I only had to deal with it for a little bit, and that kind of, you know, messed me up. Uh, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Um, got good news? You just came back from the hospital. Uh, Booker's alive. Good. We They brought him awake for a little bit. You say anything? He couldn't talk. It was just mostly gestures and nodding well i guess it's just one more reason on the pile to get submitty yeah um i want to ask you about this thing and i take out the cortex gun oh wow where'd you get one of these some dumb little robot gave it to us this is really fat oh this isn't worth anything thanks <laughs> she sticks it in herself and takes it it's just a it's a salt <laughs> shaker yeah all right uh she goes wow this is this is pretty crazy this stuff is doctors use this stuff to um to manipulate your body to grow in certain ways. Uh, this one looks like it's set to develop the brain. This is uh, this is high tech stuff. Usually stuff that uh, people up top usually get uh, better access to than people down here. It's like it's permanent. Oh yeah, once you use this, don't no going back. But it's uh, I don't think I've ever heard anything bad happening from one of these things. It's pretty well developed. If it's gonna do what it says it's gonna do, and what this thing says it's gonna do is it's gonna make your thinker box better. So there's gonna be that liquid stuff in my brain forever. Yeah, it's just, like, it's just like little, if you want to hear the real explanation for it, it's little nanites, which are these super tiny robots, all right? And they live in your brain forever. I kind of frown at that. <laughs> uh, I mean, have you ever done, used one or administered one? Uh, No, because I plan to win and winners don't take drugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, I haven't done it, but only because I can't afford it. I have I have suspicions that Kentaro's used these things to develop those muscles he has because I've never seen a cat folk with as many muscles as he has. But he 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 keeps claiming that it's all natural. Are you saying that these are brain steroids? I am. I'm saying these are brain steroids but without any sort of the terrible problems of addiction. I'll think about it. If you use them, you could probably think about it better. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you don't use it, send it my way. I've never it. done a you know permanent procedure before. It's not a big procedure. Like I've done installing CyberTech on people before. It's it's way less invasive. It's just, it's like getting a shot. Matter of fact, I can do it for you if you want. <laughs> I frown again. I look like a little panicked. <laughs> I assume it's like what is it like a like a needle gun, sticking like the base of your skull or something. Nope, nope. Put it right here, and she hits the temple. She points her little finger, kind of digs it into your temple. It's where it's soft to get through the skull. Wait, it goes through the skull. Oh yeah, right into your brain. Is she joking? I just got to look at her in disbelief. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> well, it's 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 painful for a little bit. You ever hear of uh, you know uh, suffer a little bit now to get rewards later? It's like working out. You know, you work out a lot. It sucks. It's the worst. And then, hey, look, I have all these awesome muscles. I'm not 200 pounds overweight anymore. It's not like a shot at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like a shot, but into your brain instead of into your blood. Yeah, that's like a totally different idea. And with little it's robots very invasive. Instead of, instead 
<laughs> I promise you, it's it's a very minor procedure. I could do it to you, and you would be out in all of five minutes. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll think about it. I kind of I grab it. Back. Okay. <laughs> You're not big on augments, are you? I've noticed you don't have any. You work with a guy with an arm. Yeah, just I mean, his wasn't a choice. Sure, but I don't know. I just well, if it makes you feel better, this isn't even considered an augment. I know, but it's it's. Can it go, can, like, you wash it out if you don't like it? Uh, <laughs> well, there is devices and things to destroy um, nanomachines. Uh, nanites is the word. Um, but that usually, yes. So I, technically, yes. I don't think you would want to. It seems kind of useless and stupid. But, yes, if you want to, you can destroy them. Usually if it's in your blood, your, your, your um, kidneys will filter out or your liver. Um, so I don't know about your brain. I've never heard anyone trying to kill it off your brain. I mean, blood goes to your brain. Maybe they come out slower. I don't know, but they would definitely die. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll think about it. Thanks. Thanks, Danny. Uh, all right. <laughs> hey, if you get to see Booker again, um, tell him I hope he's getting better. Yeah, I'll... I hope to see him back soon. I'll let him know. I'll help him with physical therapy. I'm sure he'll look forward to that. Oh, so your last mission, by the way, you, you completed successfully. You had somebody working on... The uh, uh, weapons, so you now can get weapons at cost. So now you get to pick the next thing you would like to work towards. What would it be? It's going to have to be the generator. Yes. It yeah. is going to have to be the generator, right, because you're, you're, you're max. That's correct. So question, uh, did you ever look into if uh, the armory counts for weapon enhancements? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, Let's say, yeah, why not? You're working that hard for it. Cool. Let's make it, let's make it super cool. We'll just say, you know, the, the half price thing. Uh, obviously, I can't half the bonus. If it's a plus one bonus, it's going to count towards that bonus. But anything that actually costs money will be half right, cost. Right, right, right. Um, also, so your last mission, which was towards, uh, you took Minotaur, which meant you left Stallion. So you're going to get a random pharmaceutical. So roll a D100 to see if you're going to roll on the good table or the terrible table. Uh, 75. Okay, terrible table. Now I want you to roll a D4. Two. You get a uh, dose of Vive, which I think you already know about that. Yeah, I already have one. I gave you Vive earlier. You get another Vive. Uh, as well as... Doo -doo -doo -doo. I think sh that was the only thing. Oh, you also get a battery. Boop, boop. It's yours. You got a battery. I, I already have a Vive, so you can take the Vive and the battery, Vic. Okay. I already I got one. <laughs> and you can't take she Shiva on any missions because she is providing 100 power. Without that, the place is going to shut down. Okay. So until you get a new generator, no Shiva. Um, so you took Minotaur, so you're not going to get random gear, however. Right. And there is the end of our... So you guys are going to get generator next. All right, very good. Thus ends the housekeeping. Our house has been kept... Oh, um, oh yeah, so Marcus uh, calls you two into his office. Okay. I go there. I go there as well. Merrick, he's going to call an all-hands meeting. Everybody gets to... We're all going to go to the auditorium. He explains what's happening that... Uh, you two are now being uh, hunted by the police. And he says, it's going to change some things. Uh, I think if this says anything, it's that Baron's going to strike uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, I mean, I think we're all fools if we don't know that the police are going to be now camping out at each of your homes. So I think any sort of discreet messaging is out of the question now. Uh, the police are going to be watching. But Samiti's going to, he's going to, I mean, he knows exactly your full names now. So now we can't guarantee where he's going to hit. When he's going to hit, but I have a feeling like it's going to be sooner rather than later. So we're going to have to boost up our plans on how to lay this trap for him. 
I've got some some kind of good news to, to stack onto this bad news is I've got security systems now as things have been upgraded here into our um, our facility. I've now added a a security system, um, but we're going to need some more power to power it. So until we get a better generator, which we'll work on soon, uh, it'll be disabled. But we do have that ready installed and ready to go. And I have something for you all, a generous gift from our anonymous donor, our anonymous uh, private funder. Uh, okay, well, that's less anonymous now. Um, <laughs> is uh, everyone gets your first salary. Congratulations. Uh, and, he, and he hands out 15,000 gold pieces to everybody. Yay! Oh, wow. Don't spend it all on chocolate algae bars. So where do where do I go get vanilla algae bars? <laughs> well, that's only available in Upper Kadesh, so I think you're plumb out of luck. Well, typical. <laughs> so you can see this has been very beneficial for us, a relationship that we've um, fostered. We are With red. <laughs> we are uh, really doing great now. Uh, things are, are moving forward. Uh, and Booker, by the way, is going to be recovering. They said maybe a week. Uh, he is receiving the top treatment he can possibly get. So he's going to be recovering a lot faster than others uh, than I first thought he might have. But uh, we're doing okay now. Um, right now, I, I mean, better than we ever have now. But, of course, everything in life comes with a catch. Right now we have uh, – we're being, we're being <laughs> members of this organization now being hunted by more than just one party. But uh, – what comes to our hand is, is tomorrow is that meeting that you guys found out about. That's going to take precedent. We're going to have to hit up that meeting tomorrow, and then we'll have to deal with Baron after that. How are we going to do that? Uh, I got some ideas about that. Uh, I've sent, uh, I'm going to be sending Koba to, to scout it out, the location. We'll see if we can't find you a good spot to kind of secretly listen in on everything that's going on and a place to intervene if possible, if needed. Uh, but we'll consider our tactics about that at a, at a later time when we do a briefing for that mission. You still want to send us out, right? I mean, we're one in yeah, men. Yeah, you're you're going to the place that <laughs> of where there's some meeting where there's several projects involved in things that you've had dabbled in. Where it seems like everyone's coming after you. I don't think it's going to be any less dangerous, uh, more dangerous than it was before we heard about the police. Are we? Here's the good thing about Lower Kadesh. There's more than enough to keep the police busy. So as long as we get some good disguises and stuff like that, I think you guys will be fine. I want the glasses with the nose and the mustache. <laughs> Here's the deal. We've been hiding from Baron anyway, so it's not much else to hide from the police. Are we yeah. cons- Maybe no more unannounced entrances into government buildings. That might give us away a little quicker. Are we considering the fact that that meeting's... They know we're going to be there, right? I don't think that they know we're going to be there. What makes you say that? I mean... I took that ledger right off of J.G. Booker's desk. Lock. What did I say? Yeah. J. Booker. G. Booker. Oh, excuse me. J.G. Lock. I'm sorry. J.G. Wetworth. Right, whatever. Well, <laughs> maybe this will be some increased security. We'll get, we'll get intel in for your mission when uh, Koba gets back from scouting it. Right. But for tonight, I think it's time now that we kind of move things forward with the device. And Dr. DeSocio here has gotten equipment and we've built a containment uh, facility for him, a small, we've, we've built a containment room uh, so that he can be, so that we can work on it without exposing us to ourselves to whatever is in that device, whatever marks a biohazard. And we've gotten him a, 
a um, hazmat suit, so we should be able to. We've gotten all the tools, so I think it's time to crack it open, Doctor Desocio. And he kind of nods. Who can we watch? Is there like a theater room next to it? Do you want to watch it? I mean, what if it like melts off his face? That would be amazing. <laughs> Is Doctor Desocio in the room? Yes, he wiggles his nose, kind of like, okay, all right, this is how this is. Yes, if you want to watch, uh, fine, that's not a problem. All right, so you guys head over to that, uh, over to the med bay where they've made the containment room. And Dr. DeSocio gets on this hazmat suit, uh, brings different tools in, and then the device, the canister is taken from the vault and brought into that room. DeSocio gets in. And it kind of looks out the window, and you guys can see it. It's like it's almost a completely glass container, right? All right, are we all ready for this? I'm like as far back as I can be in the watching room. <laughs> Marcus hits the button that lets you like lets you talk in between the rooms. He goes, "Go ahead and do your stuff, doctor." I give him like double thumbs up. <laughs> okay. He opens the device after a little bit of finagling with it, and you hear like a pressurized. Tss. It seemed to have. Uh, he. He's going to talk throughout this whole thing, giving uh, reports. Um, he's kind of recording his findings. And he's also, you guys can hear what he's saying. He says, seems to have some, self, uh, some sort of self-contained atmosphere. There was a pressurization. Um, likely to keep whatever is inside at an optimal temperature. Kind of indicates that this might be some sort of chemical agent or some sort of biological agent. Opening up the device now. Okay, I see what looks appears to be some sort of... Crystal technology mixed in with a lot of very unique hardware. Very interesting. He starts taking it out of this this container, and it's almost uh, very square-shaped, a lot of rectangles and such, and and what would mimic circuitry. Uh, Okay, against all assumptions, this is not, seems to be any sort of liquid agent or um, biological. Hmm. At first examination, does not appear to be biological, chemical. Hmm. Very strange. Uh, certainly any sort of biohazard agent would have to be. And he takes a device and he kind of scans it. Radioactive. It's not radioactive. It's not biological. It's not chemical. Um, certainly, of course, we understand that these things, it has to be one of these things. Uh, but the fact that it is not obviously and immediately identifiable as one of these things is very curious. You said it's a crystal with hardwired in it, right? Yep. Yep. It's crystal laden. So people, uh, to make different kind of circuitry, they kind of melt, uh, they kind of make crystals almost into a malleable liquid and then kind of make the circuitry as you would imagine we do now in our society, except with metals. Maybe it's whatever the crystal does. People activate them. They can use them to mimic effects. Seems device doesn't have any obvious activation mechanism. Perhaps part of a larger device. Perhaps needs to be activated with another piece. Or perhaps activation is hidden for someone like me who would come stumble across it and try to use it. Uh, This makes it very dangerous. If I don't know the way to turn it on, I don't know how to not turn it on by accident. Going to have to progress slowly with this and to make sure that I take things uh, one at a time. But this is beyond anything I've ever seen. It seems most similar to different hardware that you might see. It almost kind of mimics what you would see uh, powering uh, or or manipulating the frequency of lights, uh, different neon lights that you would find down in the city. Very strange, perhaps biological 
Uh, biohazard sign was simply a countermeasure for theft. I am not seeing any obvious biological hazards. All my scanners are reading zero. I have a very uh, delicate radioactive detector here that's reading absolute zero. There is no radioactivity in this at all. There's more radioactivity in the elf body than there is in this device. This starts going on for quite some time and it begins to get less and less and less interesting as he's slowly going through this thing. It's going to become a point where you become disinterested. That, yeah. that has passed. Vic keeps going. Lit <laughs> <sighs> for Landris. Man. I don't I guess we're not gonna see his face melt off. I mean, if it's gonna explode, I don't wanna be here for that. I mean uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him die. Uh wait, can he still hear us? Uh you see uh Marcus has his finger look right over the button and he goes, No. <laughs> Clicks the button. <laughs> what were you saying, Landris? <laughs> uh, you, you did that thing again. I did what thing again? Well, you mix our names. Mixed up our names. It's hurtful. We're really starting to hurt. It really is. Be offended by this. Well, the problem is you both are cat folk. I mean, all cat folks look what? Not, not at all. <laughs> if it wasn't for that arm, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between you. You two. can't tell the difference both between us. Me from the right side. I don't know who you are. Oh well. I guess oh. we can go. Yeah. Nothing's happening Marcus here. looks to you guys and says, um, why don't you guys catch catch some Z's, okay? Tomorrow's going to be a, a rough day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, it's good news, right? Booker's doing well. Think on that, right? <sighs> yeah. Let's get some positive vibes going up in this place. Hopefully, overnight, we'll get something from the device. But there you go, guys. Now you get to see what almost cost you your lives. Just don't know anything about it. Might as well be the canister still. This stinks. We are wanted men because of that thing. I can't see my wife. We can't see your sister, our parents, and it's just a bunch of nothing. It's just a. <sighs> he puts your hand, his hand on, his, on your shoulder, Victor. I know. I know it's hard, Victor. And it's 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 just things things aren't going to get easy. It's just you ever heard that saying? Things get worse before they get better. But I promise you, I'm I'm dedicated to helping you guys to to get through this. We're going to solve this. And I'm not going to rest until we do. This is what I'm finally doing something good in my life, all right? And I'm not going to give up now. All right, this is what I'm here for. We're, he- we're here to help Anthros. And last time I checked, you both are one. I'm here. I'm, I'm interested in helping you as much as I am the guy next door. I mean, if it just boiled his skin a little, I would be a little bit happier. But <laughs> nothing. Listen, why don't you... <laughs> I know Shiva's having a tough time with this because she just wants answers. And I'm not pressing him for answers until we can get what we can out of him, which is finding out what this device is. If you can maybe talk to Shiva and just kind of calm her down. I promised her, and I don't even know if she believes me anymore because it's been so long. But I promised her once we're done with him that we'll grill him for all the answers about her that we can get. All right, But maybe if you can just talk to her and see if he can get her, be a little more patient. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it a shot. Uh, I've seen you guys hanging out with her, taking her on a couple of missions. Thanks, Marcus. All right, gents, you guys need anything, let me know, right? Yeah, yeah, we will. As you turn around, he gives you the middle finger, but you don't notice it because your back's returned. <laughs> it was all a lie, and he hates you really badly. <laughs> and he takes off. He, he he rips off his face, which was a mask, and he is the the, the bad guy. He, he of, rips off the, the mask game. and has another mask underneath because he's barren. <laughs> 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 yes, he is. All right. What do you guys do? 
Guess we're gonna go talk to Shiva. Okay. You go down to the generator room where she's at, and you see her, and she's turned off, and she's plugged into a computer, and the computer screen's facing. You can read it, and you see it says backing up, and you can see stuff being backed up as it's happening, and what you're seeing is everything that she's she's seen. It appears her eyes are also cameras, and she's backing up everything she had seen for a while um, into into the database. And you're as you get in, you get to a point where you see her uh, walking, uh, go, going to the front door of, of this facility, right? And everything's dark, and this is back when everything was crap, before everything was fixed. And she opens up the door, closes it, uses a key to lock it, and she walks down the street. And this is all, like, happening in slightly faster than real time. Right. But this is, like, right. Um, and as she's walking... Uh, it just takes a while. Maybe you probably guess like 10 minutes. She gets to a store. She walks in the store and she's by herself and she goes around. And she's looking down the aisles until she finds what says dinner for one. She picks it up and looks at it. And you see it is the most cold machine made dinner ever. Like you can see, you know, like when cupcakes with the um, frosting, you can see like those little rivets in it indicating it came out of like a frosting gun, right? Mm-hmm. It was dispersed out of something. You can see like each piece of food was dispersed out of some machine. Very cold and detached from what somebody would actually make, right? It's obviously mass produced. And it's dinner for one and she takes it and she goes over and she waits in line and she checks out and she walks back all the way to the um, the place, the base. She uses the key, goes in. She only turns on lights in the hallway she's in because there's not enough power to keep everything on. She gets to her, uh, gets to the cafeteria, and there seems to be no one else at the base. It's just her. She sits down at the table, kind of clears it off, you know, puts a chair down, sits down, opens up the thing, looks at it, has like a, a disposable fork to eat it with. She kind of gives a big sigh. She says, "Well, happy 350th anniversary, Shiva." She, you just watch her eat it by herself for five minutes until she gets a call on the communicator. Shiva, Shiva, hey, we're going to have company real soon. We just got two guys, all right? Get the place on, all right? I've got everyone coming to the base. She goes, all right, I'll get this later and closes it up, and you guys know what happens from there. Right. After a while, the all the uploading is complete, and her eyes flicker on. She looks up at you and goes, oh, hello, gentlemen. How long have you been there? Nothing. <laughs> Uh, just a few minutes. Just came up to see how you were doing. Oh, hey. And she pulls a wire out of her neck. I'm doing okay. Just backing up everything I know to the database. I do that once in a while. In case I ever forget things again, I'll have a record. Yeah, that's that's so awesome. You also have the footage of Baron and the train. Uh, yeah, every time I've seen him in the photo, yeah. It's almost like when you killed that machine, Venbot, it was useless and wasteful because I have it also. And you're terrible people. But, you know, I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> That's for you to judge yourselves. Making quick decisions. I feel fine about myself. What about you? Kayla, you're the only one that's upset about this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would. Well, that's because Venbot can't be upset about it because he's dead. So we really, we really need to get that footage out there somehow. Yeah. Well, maybe you know, Red's a pretty big personality. Maybe she can get the truth out. She said she'd help you, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I understand if she didn't, she'd basically be putting her own life and career at risk just to clear our names 
Well, friends in high places is a good thing, right? I mean, between you and me, I have a feeling she's the one that paid for Booker's hospital bill. Oh, I definitely know it. I mean, uh, yeah, probably. (laughs) Remind me to never have any game-breaking secrets given to you. (laughs) So what's up? Learn anything from the vice being dissected? I couldn't bring myself to go see him. Well, it didn't melt his face off, that's for sure. No? Not yet, anyway. Disappointing. I was really hoping, you know, for your for your sake. Like I told you the first time, I don't want him dead. I want answers. I want him alive. I mean, he could still be alive, just with a melted face. You know, I keep going to Marcus and asking him when this magical day is going to happen, where I can actually ask him all the questions I have. The answer's always the same. Not yet. <sighs> yeah. You know, you guys... I've only been here longer than me by, like, a week. So I feel a little bit closer to you guys than I do the rest of them. And let me just tell you, I don't know about you guys, but I don't feel as deeply connected to the organization as they seem to want us to be, or at least want me to be. So I'm not I'm not gun-ho and listening to everything Marcus, Marcus says. There's going to be a point where I'm just going to go ask the good doctor and get answers. I mean, you know what they say about burning bridges? Even if we don't believe... In the entirety of the organization, we still have a lot of people here helping us. They're not helping me? No, not at all. No one? No, they helped me once, and they got me out. That's what they've done for me. What have they done for you? I mean, they... Then the question I ask is, what are they doing for you? They'll keep... Listen, any relationship you have, people will bring up what they did for you. But very few people can ever answer the question, well, what are they doing for you? And you know what? I'm doing for them a lot. Bleeding for them. Every gosh darn mission. Standing here... Bored out of my gosh darn skull, keeping their generators working over capacity. That's what I'm doing for them. And what are they doing for me? Telling me, wait longer, wait longer. Well, isn't that better than, you know, nothing? Without the entire group bringing back Dr. DeSocio, you wouldn't even have those questions to ask. She's got a point, Landris. I mean, we've been asking about her family, and they just skirt around the I mean, issue. I still don't know what they're know doing. What do. They were staking out my house. No, but no, now they're not doing that because they're putting him over at the meeting. Stake that out. So what are they doing now? They're not watching they our do? family. Well, something. More than this. They can, they're in danger. Everybody knows who we are now. That's a, you can't just say something. What What? What can they do? What? What's the answer here? Get them and bring them here. At least they're here and they're While safe. The actual police is looking to see if we go pick them up and then lead them right back here. That'll just make everything worse. What if he comes after your sister? I, I don't know. Just this stinks. The whole situation stinks. I don't have a lot of past experience to go on. I don't have a lot of. I don't have a doctorate, and I don't have all these credits to my name to say how good I am at planning and strategy and at reading another person. And I don't have a degree in psychology. So all I've got left is my gut instinct. So let me ask you, Landris. What does your gut say? Do they actually care about us? Or are they using us? Well, they're using us. They're doing a terrible job. Yeah, they got the canister from you. They get me to fight their battles. Is it really their battles or our battles? Let me ask you. Let me just ask you a question. Are, do you have a mission tomorrow? Yeah. Interesting. Does the mission have anything to do with your family or keeping them safe? No. I asked myself the same question. And my answer was, no, they used me to get the good doctor to help them figure out the canister. And it all goes back to that gosh darn canister. And none of it ever comes back to help in any of us. Association for the Advancement of Anthropomorphs? Yeah, sure. It should be called the Association for the Advancement of Marcus. 
What do you mean? What's Marcus getting out of this? He obviously cares about the cancer. This is all everything that he cares about sure gets done and puts in the priority list, huh? Okay. Did he care about the canister before he even knew it existed? What was his priority then? Baron. That that wasn't the So he says that wasn't the mission on the dossier when we came in. It was you. You were the only mission, their only claim. Maybe you're right. Whatever logic we use, I cannot shake this feeling that I'm giving more than I'm taking. Well, isn't that how the world works? Yeah, I guess so. Well, for what it's worth, you guys ever want to do anything for your... To go, Just go grab your sister and bring her here. I'll help. You guys need something. You just come to me, okay? You yeah. guys have been doing fine by me so far, right? Every time I've spilt blood with these guys, it was next to you two. Can I tell you something that really surprised me? And it's the only thing that, thinks, that makes me think maybe, Landris, you're right. Is that how quickly Marcus went to help Booker. If he let him die, then I, I, I don't think there's anything you could say that would have convinced me otherwise. But the fact that he's actually helping Booker is at least a point to your side, Landris. Maybe he does care. I was I was unsure about it all myself, but... You know, I'm really having trouble putting Marcus together. He just, you know, he just spoke with us. We were in the canister while Dr. DeSocio was examining the canister, and I don't know, it did it did seem like he really cared. Like, he does seem upset that he yelled at us. He can't really take that back, and it definitely soured his image in my mind. <clears throat> Unless he's afraid of losing funding if he lost Booker. Yeah, I was I was thinking that too. What do you mean? Red and Booker are friends, right? Lost Booker doesn't have that connection to Red. You don't have the money. She, like, takes out her wallet. Are you saying Red's funding all this? Because of Booker. Hmm. Unless we got another anonymous donator we don't know about. Uh, those two must have been close if she's going to spend all this money on a bunch of strangers that happen to know him. Childhood friends. Ah. And we, we did tell her about Baron... Maybe she really is concerned about it. Oh, I, I believe she's concerned. I don't think Marcus is that concerned. I guess we better go get some rest. Alright, I'll be here, making the generator work overtime all night. Well, I don't have to plug in my arm, so there's that. Great, I'm sure the very the five units of power uh, will, will be spared. I'll work a little bit less hard. Thanks. You're welcome. Hey, uh, hang in there, okay? Yeah, you too. Yeah. Don't let the bed nanobites bite. Yeah. I think a nanite's on like, uh. Kind of ask Shiva, what, do you, you don't remember anything? My first memory is them pulling me out of that tank. And the person who took my memory away is a couple rooms down. You don't remember anything else? No. I'm hoping he'll be able to get me to remember. Um, gonna be honest here, Shiva. Uh, when you were backing up there, uh, we caught a little something that suggested otherwise, maybe. She kind of narrows her eyes. Oh, man, she can't do that. <laughs> I can't describe her face because I made her face robot stuff. <laughs> it's no fair. I literally had a character in last season that didn't have a face, so I could never, ever communicate. Like, he looks angry. I'm like, well, well, he doesn't have a face. I don't know what you mean. No? What are you trying to say? You said, uh, happy... 350th anniversary to yourself. She kind of... Her physicality shows you she's angry. She kind of grits her teeth and says, First off, that's private stuff. And second off, 
350th anniversary of us being in this island. You know the day that we found you, that you guys came to us, was the 350th anniversary? You might remember the president gave a big speech? I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> but I'm glad you saw that I had no one to celebrate with. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up again. Uh, uh, good night. Yeah, night. As we walk away, I'm going to be like, way to go, Landris. I, I didn't. The one person that actually liked I, us I, I... now thinks we're a bunch of creep, creepy jerks spying on her memories. I, I, she was just doing it in the room when we walked in. But you didn't have to tell her. We were knocking. Oh, gosh. Ugh. Get out of my room, the, Mom. The GM said we walked in. <laughs> Uh, I just, I don't know. I'll just let, add that to the pile of things I've screwed up. Where did he get her from? What do you mean? The doctor. Uh, Raver's fantasy, apparently. I wonder. Anyway, uh, yeah, I guess we better go to sleep. I try to. Alright, you guys go to sleep? Mm-hmm. I want everyone to make me a will safe, please. I, I refuse. <laughs> okay, well, I'll treat that as a taking a zero. <laughs> Sixteen. Eight. You're going to both take three points of sanity damage. Victor, you mm-hmm. hear the doorknob turn and the door kind of creak open. And you kind of look up from your bed and you see it's it's opened. Uh, only enough to reach like an arm through or something. What you do? I grab my flashlight. I turn it on and point it at the door. It closes. Slams closes. What the... You, only because you have your flashlight on, can you see mist starts rising from the floor. What is this? You hear the sound of chittering, of chattering, teeth hitting each other. You hear what sounds like snakes sliding on wet leaves. And it gets louder and it's coming from below. And it's getting louder and louder. I run over to the door that's separating my room and Landers' As you put your room. feet on the floor, there is no floor. You stop yourself from falling into what is this black pit of nothingness as your bed is standing on a pillar of ground that is the only ground around you. And you look around and the walls are gone and you're in this emptiness, this vast emptiness. What? Slowly writhing up from the bottom of your bed, the foot of your bed, are these limbs that have no form, no shape, no bones. These boneless limbs that start coming up from the foot of your bed and then jutting out like a flash of lightning is a long, skinny arm out of the right side of your bed with a hand that has fingers and long, long nails, and it stabs into your chest, and you feel it digging into your heart, and then you wake up. And I need you to feel the insanity of a man who's never dreamed in his life, who just had his first dream, and it was, in fact, a nightmare. And you look around. The room's normal. I just start weeping, weeping my eyes out. And I'm, like, sucking in breath, and just like a holler moan type thing at the same time. The doorknob turns and your door slowly opens. And I pull up my hand like I'm going to shoot. Landris! Okay, yeah. 
<laughs> you, um, it's the morning. You wake up and you go to hit off your alarm, whatever. You go to take your glasses and put them on in the morning. And there's a chair next to you and sitting in the chair is Booker. And Booker looks just like he looked when he was dashed upon the train tracks. <laughs> I like tumble backwards. Hello, Landris. And his words are garbled as his jaws hanging off. And you can hear in your head whispers, these constant whispers, but they're very, very quiet. You can't make out what they're saying. I'm in my room. Mm-hmm. I like back up to the other, whatever is the other side of the room from the Booker figure. As you do that, you look to your right, and now the chair's at the right, and he's sitting right next to you. And he goes, um, uh, Landris, don't care. Don't care. What's that supposed to mean? Now you can hear, you start hearing the whispers saying, don't care, don't care, don't care. Landris, don't care. Stop that. Don't care, Landris. What's that supposed to mean? Where's your sister? I don't know. Where's your mom and your dad? Landris, don't care. Why? Why, Landris? He stands up and he begins to walk and you can just, there's just a blood trail, a vicious blood trail as he walks. And he goes over and he tries to like pick you up and he like leans you against the wall to pick you up. Landris, why? Why? What happened? I, I don't know. Why don't care? I do. No, why don't care? Let go of me. Landris, why did you let me die? tried. You tried? Huh. Last thing I heard from you was a joke. It wasn't even a funny one. You're back on top of the train, and it's loud, it's blaring, it drowns out the whispers, and you see Baron holding uh, Booker over the, the side, and saying, tell me where the canister is. Booker's standing right next to you, all messed up, looking at regular Booker, and he goes, why'd you do this to me? I, I didn't. I didn't do this. No one cares. Maybe she was right. Maybe Marcus doesn't care. We just fit the theme. No one around here cares. You don't care. Marcus doesn't care. No one cares about your family. No one cares about me. You didn't care. You didn't care. It's okay. You didn't know me long. I puts his hand on you and it's like soaking blood through your shirt. And he goes, I understand. It's, we only just met, right? I mean, we worked each other for a month. I understand why you didn't. If it makes you feel better, I didn't really die. What's wrong? Cat got your tongue? You're not the one who's missing his jaw. And you're back in your room. He's like, and he's, he's in the bed right next to you. Kind of like you were the first night, except blood is soaking the bed. What's wrong? I, I tried to tumble out. Listen, <laughs> I know it's bothering you. Alright? If it wasn't, I wouldn't be here. But if it makes you feel better... I don't blame you. I just want to know why. I only want to know why because you don't know why. I mean, I can only know what you know, right? Oh, wait. You don't You don't know how dreams work. Why what? You just don't get it. You just don't get it. It's fine. It's fine. But when you figure it out, let me know, right? Because obviously you need to know. Otherwise, you wouldn't be haunting yourself. I, I don't... Don't get it? Yeah. Seems like there's a lot you don't get lately. 
That's right, though, buddy. And he kind of taps you on your shoulder, and his arm, his, his like hand cracks back. That's right. Because don't worry, the nightmare's over. And you wake up. And you look down, and the bed's soaked. And you check it, and it's not blood, it's just sweat. I, mean, I assume I'm still sweating heavily, and, and I like run to barricade the door. All right, yep. And I just, I just like place myself in a corner with like my weapon ready. Okay. By the way, it's not morning. It's it's, it's still late. You you probably weren't sleeping for more than a couple hours. Victor, mm-hmm. the door opens up and it uh, flings open just like in your dream. What do you do? If you come in, I'm gonna shoot you. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And you see, putting his hands up is um, Tar. Tar, is that you? Yeah. Whoa! Put the gun down, man. Is that really you? Yes, of course it's really me. You know any other minotaurs walking around here? My arm is just shaking in the air, and it's like I'm closing my hand to make a fist over the the firing plate. Come on out. There's a problem. You got you, you to get to the med bay now. What do you mean there's a problem? There's a problem. Just get to the med bay. Uh, you've, uh, Lanris, your door, you see like it's trying to open, but you barricaded it. And you hear, what's going on in there? And you hear, bang, 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 bang. Lanris! Uh, do I recognize the voice? Yeah, it seems like it's Kentaro. I, I don't say anything. Bang, 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 Lanris! Son of a gun. The door that connects you to to uh, Victor's room, you hear the lock from his side undo, but he can't open the door because it's still locked on your side. Bang, bang, Lanris! But then you hear him walk away. I'm like breathing really heavily. You hear heavy footsteps. And then a bang! Bang, bang, and your door is knocked down. The one that connects you to uh, Victor's room. You see there's a uh, Minotaur. Kentaro kind of pushes Minotaur away, shoves past him, and goes, What the heck? What's wrong? And he runs over to you. I, I have my, I'm like in the corner in like my pajamas. I have my bow pointed at him. I was like, Don't. First off, I don't know. I'm not going to criticize your choice of pajamas with little airplanes on them, all right? <laughs> if you want to dress like that, it's up to you. It's not, I'm not here to judge. Whoa, whoa, what's wrong, man? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, hey, hey. It's coming out. It's just me. It's just Kentaro, all right? And, and and it's Tar. It's just us. He still has his hands up. I don't put the bow down. Go get Victor. As you're, like, heading over to the uh, med bay, Victor, uh, mm-hmm. Minotaur comes over and goes, there's a problem with Lanris. What do you mean? There's a there's a problem with me. Okay, well, right now, Lanris is threatening to kill Kentaro. Oh, crap. Uh, Okay. I turn around, head that way. What's this all about? Why do you want to come in my room? Get out of my room. What's the matter? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer. What is it? What is it? Lanris? Did you... Did you see things in your head while you were sleeping? I don't... Yet, I guess. Maybe. Minotaur and Kentaro, uh, and Kentaro both look at each other. I did too. I Was saw, it Booker? I don't know. What? No, it wasn't Booker. What do you mean? I don't. I don't even know. It was just a bunch of mist and uh, creepy hands and a whole bunch of pit. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know what it means. I don't know. I just know that I saw it in my head, and and then I was a- awake. You saw Booker? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. They, they I saw they Booker saying... after the train accident. What? I don't know. He was talking to me. Kintara uh, <laughs> say, hey, hey, Landris, Booker's not here right now. It's just me. It's Landris. Uh, it's, it's a Victor. 
<laughs> oh no, it's a duplicate me. Uh, I, no, shoot, it's another I shoot me. <laughs> it's me. It's Victor. It's Tar. There's no reason we keep pointing that bow, man. None of us are going to hurt you. They said they say there's something going on in the med bay. We need to go to the med bay. I, I, I do kind of lower the bow a little bit, but I don't let go of it. But like the the arrow's not drawn back anymore. Well, what, what you didn't notice is that in your in your panic and delirium, you did, actually forgot to notch an arrow. So you're just holding back the string. <laughs> Everyone's pretending to be afraid for your benefit. It's okay. Don't worry about it. He pats you on the head and say it's okay. No, he goes. We've we've got other problems. Landers, I need you to. You guys handle this. I'll take care of Landers. Okay, right, Landers? You're not gonna. No, we're not gonna have any problems here, right? Uh, well, just don't. You know, don't turn to Booker. I won't. All right. Here, I'm just gonna sit in this chair. Don't please don't talk. Okay, I'm I'm gonna stand. Let's just talk, all right? Victor, do you stay? Do you go? You gonna be okay, buddy? I I think so. Is if you know if this if this is real if this is all if this is real? It I think it's real. I don't know. I just know I'll I'll go check on what's going on in the med bay. You come when you can, okay? No, I think. I stand up and kind of try and get my bearings. Kintaro kind of goes a little bit to try to help you, but doesn't come close enough to touch you because you still have the bow. <laughs> I look around for, like, my clothes. They're gone. Miss <laughs> Night Booker took them in, in your sleep. <laughs> Night Booker needed uh, new clothes. And, you know, he thought I was really fashionable. <laughs> well, his were all torn up from what you did to him. Oh, no. <laughs> Another guilty spout. <laughs> Landris, when you look at Vic, you can see that. There's tears running down his his cheeks. Do I look that bad too? What do you mean? I kind of point. I like. I do like the eye point kind of thing, and then drag my fingers down. Oh, uh, no, it's nothing. Uh, no, you look. You look. Uh, no, you look fine. Where's where are my clothes? Where'd you put them? Um, I I, I check the drawer. I assume there's like a drawer or something. Sure, yep, all your stuff is where you put it. Kintaro kind of waves everyone out and goes, We're, we'll give you time, all right? Matter of fact, why don't you just stay here? You don't even have to come, all right? Why don't you just take some time to yourself? I'll, I'll, I'll be there in a minute. You sure? Yeah. All right. You know, I'll wait up for him. You guys head over to the med bay. Okay. And he closes the door and he waits outside for you. Okay. Um, I'm too lazy to debarricade my own door, so after I get all my stuff, I go through Victor's door <laughs> and then <laughs> okay. all right. the actual door. All right. Is you okay, buddy? I, I mean, I don't know. What what's happening in the med bay? Pretty much what's happening here. And if 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 you're not Booker, I'm I'm sorry. I pointed my bow at you. I'm not, and it's all right. All right, buddy. Let's just head over. Yeah. All right. You guys go down to the med bay. Everyone gets down to the bed med bay, and it is a scene in the quarantine chamber. There are scratches on the glass. Uh, which is difficult, which meant that he had to keep scratching and scratching, and you can tell because you see there's some fingernails dug into the glass that broke off as he was scratching. And you see in there is Dr. DeSocio, and he's just mumbling and mumbling and mumbling. And everyone's there, including Marcus. The only person that's not there is Koba and Tally. And you see Marcus is trying to talk to him. He's like, "Just, I just need to know what's wrong. Just tell me what's wrong. What can I do? And he just keeps mumbling and he's holding his head. And then he goes over and he starts slamming his head against the glass. What's going on? I, I don't know. He just We started here screaming in the middle of the night and we came down and he's, we found him like this. 
Where's where's the crystal? And you see it's there on the table. On the table inside the quarantine chamber. Is it doing anything? It's not like lighting up or anything? It seems to be as inert as it was before. And uh, Dr. DeSocio slams his hands against the uh, glass and says, The upside down tree. It's the upside down tree. There's nothing you can do about the upside down tree. Because it's here. And he starts pointing at his head. It's here. It got in. That's where it got into us and we can't get it out. Unless. Yes. Yes. And he goes over and he starts fiddling with some tools. And he takes out um, a saw that was used to get into the canister. Or would have been used if he couldn't get in. He goes, I'll get it out. I'll get it out. I'll get out of the upside down tree. And Mark's like, doctor, doctor, let's think about this. Why don't you put it down? Oh, no, no, I've thought about it. This is how you think about things. You can't think if it's in your head, right? But if you take it out, where will it go? And he takes it, and he turns it on, and he goes, I figured it out. This is how you get it out. The upside down tree. And he starts sawing his skull open. And he's going, and he starts, like, the pain switches all his laughter and manicness into just he's screaming, and, and blood is spraying against the glass. But he's not stopping. It's not stopping him. And he goes until he's about halfway. And then he kind of, he, he uh, all of a sudden, he kind of drops it. And you can see he can't, like, really move his fingers. He started losing some, like, motor function. And he starts trying to say more words, and he can't say it. And he just takes his face, and he wipes it across the glass. And then he just falls on the ground and starts twitching and twitching. And then he gets very silent. And then there's just very little twitching that happens intermittently. Uh, yeah, happy now, Victor. No. Shiva slams her fist down onto like a table that's nearby. <sighs> Marcus like runs his hands through his hair. Everyone's just speechless. I was 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 anyone watching him? Did he activate it? No one was here. He was here alone. Marcus says. Do we have? Is there a camera? Yeah, everything's it's in there though. <sighs> we I we was... have to turn it off. What? It, I don't know. We have to. He let something out. Oh, man. I was only joking. You know that, right? We have to do something. I don't want to end up like him. What do you mean? It's in that room. It can't affect us, can it? What do you think just happened to us? What happened to you guys? You think that's from the crystal? What happened to you guys? I don't... We. I, I don't... I saw Booker, but it wasn't real. And he was talking to me and asking me questions I didn't know how to answer... I saw mist in my room, and it opened up into a pit, and there was these hands grabbing me and stabbing me, and it was it was bad. It was bad. We gotta get that thing back in that container. How? Someone's gotta go in there. And everyone's looking around, no one's saying what is on everyone's mind, which is he was wearing the only hazmat suit. <sighs> wait, 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 wait. What? I, I guess it's a burden. It's a good idea. Okay, yeah, it's a, it's a great idea. Let's send let's send Burning. Just put the thing back in the gosh darn canister. Can, can can you can you look at what it's looking at? Do you have some sort of interface? No, but we can um we can just like go away, open the door, get Burning, close the door, and I can direct him from the window. He can see me. He can hear me. I I can direct him. Can you see what he's seeing? I don't think so. If you have if you guys have an interface for that, I can't do it. You can't. Plug I just in. want to get a closer look to see if the thing's even on. When I left, the last time, the last thing the guy said, Doctor Dissociate said, was that the thing didn't seem that it could turn on. Let's just get it. Let's just put it. Let's put it back in its case. Could Shiva interface with Bird? 
She says, I can get you anything after it's in there, but I can't look at it while it's in there. Just put it in the canister and close the canister. All right, everyone back up. So he opens up the ma- the one door of the man trap to let Bird in, closes it, and he goes, all right, you ready? Yeah. Uh, I'm standing at the window, and I have, like, the operating glove. Okay. He opens up the door into the chamber. Bird would know to fly down. C- can hear stuff. Bird in- over. Yeah, I point over at the canister, or the crystal through the glass. It goes over to it. And you give it the instructions it needs to, to put it back in the container and close it, right? Yeah. I just I just a bunch of hand gestures like pick up. It would be like a pinching motion. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh at the same time like Marcus is going through the video footage that um Dr. Dissociate had been recording, and he just kind of plays in reverse what you saw of him opening the canister so you know how to close it. Okay, yeah. Okay, and you close it and it seals up. And he puts bird into the man trap, some uh what do you call it? Decontamination mist sprays. Well, hey, I'm I wish are we sure we want to yes. take Bird out? What if it interfaces with tech? I mean, it's a possibility. Apparently, the quarantine chamber didn't do much anyway. Yeah. I'll leave it up to you. It's your bird. That stuff's supposed to clean any sort of agent. Yeah, I feel like it probably doesn't matter anyway. He opens up the man trap to let it out. <laughs> and then Bird explodes. <laughs> yes, and everyone dies. Oh, everything was rotting on this. He was supposed to figure it out. It was so important that what we learn is what this thing does. And DeSocio was supposed to figure it out. That's why he was here. And you hear Shiva say, yeah, and to figure out about me, right? Mark's like, of course. That goes without saying. Dag, dag. We have the footage. What was he doing before he went crazy? He plays it. And you see um, Socio's just kind of almost starting to, like, take it apart. And he's trying to analyze it. And he's, like, running a bunch of different tests to see what exactly it does. And he's, like, as he's quoting, he's like, all right, this will test exactly if, if there is any sort of biological agent at all. If there's anything here that is organic. No, there's nothing organic. Like, this will test. And then... He kind of starts twitching. He starts twitching his look, his neck, and then his eye. And then he starts like looking around, and he starts scratching at the walls, and then we know what happens from there. What oh. the hell? Well, I think I know why it said biohazard now. Did anybody else go to sleep? I hadn't gone to sleep yet. I had stuff to do. Taro and Minotaur said that they all went to sleep. She was like, and I turned off. off. No one else had visions? They all shook their heads no. Why us? Maybe because we came in contact with it. I don't know. Or maybe because your rooms are closest to the lab. She kind of like dead stares, Marcus. Is that true? How close are they to to the lab? Oh, uh, yeah, it's true. You probably have the closest living quarters to the lab. We're upstairs, right? Your, your rooms are like right above the lab. Yeah, that's okay. what I was thinking, that the rooms are yeah, upstairs. Yeah. I thought I had quarantined this. We, uh, there was something, there must have been a, a seal break or something. I thought we, we had this built by professionals. This was supposed to keep everything contained. It didn't, but... I don't know. I didn't want to kill myself. I didn't see a tree. Did you see a tree? No. Just Booker. Marcus looks like he's just thinking. He doesn't know what to say. He's just thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm like covering my mouth with my hand and thinking. I look really worried. Well, I guess telling you guys to go back to bed's out of the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How old are you guys? Marcus asks. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm six, 68. I'm about 70. So you guys really haven't experienced a dream, have you? No. Nope. What you experienced, gentlemen, was a dream. And uh, congratulations, your first dream was a nightmare. I don't know what's worse about this, that this thing drove the doctor insane or that this thing can give dreams to people who aren't supposed to be able to dream. Can, can Stallion look at our, I don't know, our brains? Make sure it's gone. Stallion says, I've got some devices I can scan. I can see if there's anything different than what's normal. Make sure we don't have, like, tumors or something. Yeah, you want me to do that? Yes. Yeah. Marcus gives the okay, and you guys, uh, get, uh, what is, uh, what is it called? Cat scan? Huh? Uh, 
Hashtag nailed it. Um, all right, she puts you through that big machine where like you can't wear metal. Uh, so she does like disconnect your arm. Uh, but no, she scans your brains and she's looking at the results and she's like, okay, so here's what a normal brain looks like. It shows you normal brain. And then this is what your guys' brain look like. And you see the back of your brains are lit up like a Christmas tree. That's right now? Yeah, that's right now. What? What does that mean? What is that? I know that it means something very important, very distinct, and I don't know what it is. Is it is it going to kill us? There's no weird growth. It just seems like your your brain's working overtime. Like, this is, this is see, this here is a heat map, and she changed the thing. The, the back of your brains are working overtime right now. For all I know, it's just because it's like the fear center of the brain. I don't know. We haven't mapped the brain that well enough yet. We've only figured out enough to get it to uh, help accept augmentations. We haven't got enough on, on stuff like this. A hospital would know more than I would. I don't know if that's really an option for us right now. So what, what do we do? What do we do? I mean, the only thing you can do, try to get some rest. There's, there's nothing else for us to do. I'm, I'll try to clean up this mess and... I'm going to put this back in the vault. No one touches this device, period, without my go-ahead, all right? Everybody understand that? Stan, you, you shouldn't pick it up, Stan. I'll, I'll take it out of there. I've been exposed to it before. No reason to risk anyone else getting exposed. Marcus puts his hand on you, and he says, I'll take care of it. Wait, you don't you don't trust him? It has nothing to do with trust, Victor. It has to do with this man pointing an arrow at his friend five minutes ago. I'm not going to expose him to the device again. I'll take care of it. And what if that happens to Stallion? I'll take care of it. I will take care of it. Oh, it will be better if it's you? It falls to me, all right? Lanris, I don't need you questioning everything. Part of being a leader is that you don't just accept all the glory and the great payments and everything, and sometimes you got to take the risks, all right? I'll take care of it. Mine. It just it sounds like a dumb decision to me. Yeah, well, it seems to me like every one of my decisions sound like dumb decisions to you, so I'll put it, and I'll note that. And I know a file. lot about I know a just lot let him, about let him do it. Let, let him do it. He shakes his head. You're tired. Go rest. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. I'll choose to overlook everything you're saying today and just chalk it up to your mania. Oh, thanks. Mania? Just, alright. Come on. Come on, Landers. Let's get out of here. Sorry for looking out for you. Go ahead and make a DC 16 will save for me, Victor. 21. Alright, you're fatigued, by the way. You have the night terrors. Madness. Every day when you sleep, you make a DC 16 will save. If you fail, you don't get the benefit of a sleep. You wake up fatigued, it says technically. So you do get your benefits of sleep aside for fatigue. Uh, for you, Landris, you get the hallucination mania, which is a minus four penalty on a will saving throws against or to disbelieve illusions and illusions of things that are not there appear randomly. At the GM's discretion. Oh, my favorite. That kind of discretion. <laughs> <laughs> These are the manias that you guys now have. And you both have a total of three points of sanity yeah. damage. Mm-hmm. Wow, it sucks, like, saying the rules out loud, like, ruin any sort of... Doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, I guess we start walking back, um, toward our rooms. I, I, I'm not gonna be able to go to sleep like this. No. Me neither. You wanna... Take turns? What? Like, I'll, I'll watch you while you sleep, and then you can watch me, and... If it looks like anything's bad, we'll just wake wake him up. At least we don't have to be alone. Yeah, I guess that that sounds nice. I mean, I mean, you don't have to. It's whatever. I mean, no, no, that's whatever. I guess that's the only choice. Who's first? 
It, it doesn't matter. You can go first. Are you guys going to pass the night like that? Try to, yeah. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just playing some role-playing games. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Trailblazers, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Pathfinder Academy? Pathfinder Academy is where Caleb and I teach you concepts that help you be both a better player and GM. Why don't you try some of our favorite episodes? One of mine definitely has to be the one we did on Storytelling Tips. That was a great one. We even had Andrew from Tales from the Lich come on for that one. It was an awesome time. You can listen to Pathfinder Academy on this very feed. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen too, so go onto our site, tblazer.net, for a complete list of the ways you can listen. So go ahead, grab some dice, and join us. All right, Christian, you come across an obviously important character to the plot. What do you do? Oh, I go up to him and I shoot him in the face. Ugh, Christian. Okay, none of you really seem to get any real good sleep, unfortunately. But uh, none of you get any more sort of dreams. And eventually it's just like, oh, well, it's it's morning time anyway. I should be up now anyway. <laughs> this is the time like everyone goes over to the cafeteria sort of time. You feeling any better? Not really, but I didn't have any dreams or nightmares or whatever. Did you? No, I haven't, I haven't seen anything. That was... That was bad. just don't understand. I mean, I was really beating myself over the whole Booker thing. I kind of understand uh, from what you tell me about, about yours, but what am I thinking about? Dark abysses and... I don't know. What does that mean? I don't even know what that... I don't know. It just... It, it was unlike anything you've seen before? Yeah, I mean, if I thought about Booker, that makes sense. I saw him almost die, you know? But uh, just a abyss with hands stabbing me? I don't I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I don't know if I'd prefer that or not. Rather than it be something that, you know, could be real. I know it isn't, but... It could be just crazy or something. I don't know. At least you can dismiss yours, in a sense. <laughs> and I look around the room. <sighs> Let's go eat breakfast. <sighs> Algae bars. Yeah, that'll, that'll surely calm us. All right, let's go, bud. For breakfast, there is Algeos. They bought some Algeos <laughs> with the excess money Yay, Red gave the, them. With the frosting? Uh, no Listen, milk. they're not going to waste money now, all right? They got the regular Algeos. <laughs> yeah, oh. You can do a couple more missions, get some more funding, and get you the frosted Algeos. All right, wait, but is it they're average? <laughs> are the actual Algeos, or are they the... the supermarket store brand store Listen, brand. they're not monsters they're actual algios <laughs> whenever you think of marcus he's not a literal monster got the little cartoon algae on it yeah <laughs> well, i'm i'm algier i'm algernon <laughs> your algae buddy yeah we probably sit by ourselves i'm like hyper embarrassed by everything i've ever done <laughs> well shiva comes and sits by you guys ah <sighs> <laughs> Gents. Oh, hey, girl. Hey, sister. Uh, <laughs> like, Shiva, I'm. I'm really sorry about last night. I've just been. She waves her hands and interrupts you. Forget about. It. Okay. Sure. No, does she eat? Yes. Okay. You just that watched was... the video for the 350th anniversary eating. Oh right, I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> How she do that? <laughs> <laughs> Anything weird happened to you last night? Uh Nope, nothing weird. Just lost the one man who knew anything about my past. 
before I got to ask him any questions. That's about only thing that happened to me. Sorry, I shouldn't be complaining after what you guys went through. I mean, you did want him dead to begin with. I just wanted answers. You guys doing okay? Other than my brain apparently trying to kill me and, you know, screwing up every relationship I have here, yeah, I guess everything's great. Screwing up every relationship you have here. She puts her, her hand on your shoulder, she them. looks in your eyes and goes, You don't have any relationships here. Oh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> uh, sorry, off joke was trying to cheer you up. Uh, it's it's hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> so I can tell with my voice, sorry. Sometimes we lose inflection. It's alright. At least I still got Victor. I pat him on the back. Huh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just... Um... Sitting across from you, eating some Algeos as Booker, and he goes, yeah, you didn't kill that friend. And you kind of <laughs> blink, and he disappears. I scream and tumble backwards. She, like, tries to catch you, and she, like, grabs your chair, but you fall out. Whoa, 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 are you okay? I, I point to the chair that Booker was in. She looks over and then looks at you, Landris, because obviously uh, Victor, and there's, like, nothing there. What was it? It's all right. Everything's okay. Is there a bowl there? <laughs> no, there's nothing. I just put, like, my whole head in my hand. Okay. This Awkward, is... Very awkwardly, she was, like, rubbing your back, like, it's okay. okay. Kind of looks at Victor, like, what do I do? Human interaction, error, error. <laughs> Initiate dab tier protocol. .exe. <laughs> and I'm just going, I don't know. Run this assurance programs. It is okay. Landris, everything is fine. You are at a good state of mind, and your <laughs> friends care about you. <laughs> I, it was it was Booker. I saw Booker. he was right there. He's he not. He's, there's no one there. No, so, well, yeah, you say that. Landris, Landris, look at me. It's okay. No one's there. It's just us. Landris, what are you talking about? We have to be asleep, right? Uh, apparently not. I haven't seen anything. She helps you up. Yeah, I, I sit back down, hoping I didn't spill my Algeos TM. Oh, no, you did. They're all spilled over, and they're out. That's the last bowl. <laughs> back to bars for you. My life is just bad. <laughs> uh, she looks at you, Victor, and says, What could Smitty want with a thing like that? Uh, probably. You you see the guy, right? I mean, yes. Someone who wears a skull as an outfit surely isn't Mr. Nice Guy. Pain Maybe he wants sadism seems to be his thing, don't you think? Hmm. Could weaponize that thing and make everybody in the city have nightmares. It's an interesting big evil plan. I'll make I mean, the world I don't have know. dreams. He seemed to be a little more fleshy than that kind I'm of throwing thing. out the most ludicrous thing so that, that whatever else we suggest. You can still say I called we'll it when it actually happens. Will sound more. <laughs> yeah, that's the actual thing, but now I'm trying to figure out a way around that. <laughs> I don't care what. No, I don't know. I don't know what he would do with that. I don't know what anybody would want to do with that. Yeah, who. Who cares what Baron wanted with it? Why J.G. Locke want it? Mm-hmm. Now we're starting to ask some real questions. Hopefully you can answer that today if you guys are still feeling up to your mission. I have a feeling whether or not you do, Marcus is going to send it on you anyway. <laughs> wow, Marcus weird. is a big fat jerk. <laughs> Hopefully Booker doesn't sh- come with us too. Don't tell anyone, but while you guys are off today, I'm off too. I'm going to go. They're not going to have you plugged up? I don't give a crap if their energy doesn't reach their quotas for today. I'm off, and I'm going to go um, investigate that bartender that we learned about. Juliet Hall, remember her name came up? We were... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm tired of waiting for Marcus to give us a mission to go talk to her, so I'm just going to go do it while you guys are all, when he's all distracted with your mission. You sure about that? 
Yeah. What By yourself? She, I mean, I know you clearly look different, but what if she recognizes you? Who, Julia Holt? She, I'm, gonna, I'm going up to her. She's going to be recognizing me. Uh, I'm going to get answers from somebody. I'm not in a position to tell anyone what to do at the moment. You just... Yeah, you be careful, okay? You guys too, right? I think we're past that. Well, I mean, what... What are you going to ask? You got a script ready? A little monologue? Yeah, I'm going to ask ask her where she found me and why she stole me, kidnapped me, or did whatever and sold me to them and ask her about my name and family and all that stuff. I can't get... I, mean, I can't learn too much anymore about why what Dr. DeSocio did to me, why he did those things, but I can learn at least who I was beforehand. And maybe... Like you said that other day, Landris, find out if there's someone out there who actually cares about me. Someone who actually cares that I'm missing. She looks down into her bowl. Well, just keep keep in mind, maybe Suchin Ra is making her do it. She may not be a willing participant. Maybe. We'll see. I want to watch out for uh, smiley guys. Yeah, definitely. Oh, hey, listen. Now, thanks to you guys, I've got better armor. Oh, here, check this out. She kind of stands in the corner, and she, uh, out of, like, her wrist, you see that there's now, like, this little attachment that kind of comes out a little bit, and out of her wrist comes this whip made of energy, and she kind of uh, whips it around a little bit, and she uh, slashes into the wall. Everybody, and you hear uh, uh, Targo, like, he, like, jumps up, knocks his his, his, his bowl over, raises his hands in there, he goes, now I gotta fix that. What are you doing to me? <laughs> She goes, oh, sorry. And she puts it and she retracts it back into her arm. Thanks to all the upgrades we got around here. I'm a little upgrade too. So send one of those smiley guys at me. Last time I had no armor and they didn't have this whip. So I think things will be a little different this time. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I got might have to get me one. All right, well, I'm going to go get ready for the meeting. Are we having another one? Yeah, there's a briefing before you guys go to your mission. I love meetings around here. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my world. And she walks away. You guys get to be alone now. Do you think we should go on this mission? <laughs> no, but I don't think we have much of a choice. I mean, do you? Of course we do. But I mean, I think we should go anyway. It's just that we're not... We haven't gotten any rest. We've been going and going. And all we're getting is... It's yeah, just... Who else is going to go? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, we'll go. I mean, of course we'll go. All the successful missions so far have been us. I think even in the state we're in now, that's going to hold true. Depends how you define success. You turn around, there's Booker standing and goes, I mean, you were one man down. I put my hand, my head in my hand again. What is it? When you do that, as soon as like you, you break visual contact with Booker, he disappears. And like when you look back, he's gone. Uh, nothing. Just, you know, just Booker. What? Again? Yeah. See, what if that happens while we're out and on a mission? Well, maybe I'll get used to it by then. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is not a good idea. Just, just saying that. I guess we go to. Uh, we need to go to the meeting. Yeah, let's let's go. And you go to the meeting. You're at the meeting, and um, everybody kind of solemn today. And uh, Marcus gets up and says, "All right, we've got thanks to Landris and Victor's efforts and Tar." We've got information on a meeting going down that is mentioned not only this canister, but Project Dark. So some connection with Shiva and uh, the late Dr. DeSocio. And so Tally, we still have out looking after, uh, keep an eye on your family right now, um, Landris. So I had Koba scout out. Koba, why don't you report what you found? 
Well, um, it's these. It's an area by the docks, and it's just some like warehouse. It is not some sort of government building. It's nothing that you would think there'd be any sort of meeting on. Um, so that's where that is. The the security. When I was there last night, there was just there was like nothing. There was just a guy locking up the place. Uh, I have a feeling that when there's somebody there tonight, this is going to be a whole different place. So I checked out where would I want to put my security if I was there. And uh, so the best place to go um, is, I think, a familiar one, and that's the roof. If anything, they're going to put minimal security in the roof. So I uh, jammed the lock so that it looks locked, but that top door, it's going to be very, very easy for you to pop it open. Very easy. So they're going to get to it. They're going to seem like it's locked. And I feel like we can just sneak in behind and guards are up on the roof if we can avoid them and go in. And up the top, there is a uh, sort of catwalk that we can get to where I expect to have little uh, or anybody there at all patrolling there. So that's a, a good place you can kind of get your bearings from. All right. Landris and Victor are going on this one. And uh, we're going to be sending a third guy with you. It's up to you who you want to choose. If you think things are going to get dicey. I think Tar or Kentaro will be a good option, but if you think you want to stay in the shadows, as long as Koba's still up to it, I think she's your man or woman. Thank you, she says. What's our escape option? Koba will have the vertebrate ready. And what if she's on mission with us? Then it'll be parked and you'll have to get to it, but it'll be nearby. And what's... We're just eavesdropping? <sighs> I think I'm going to have to leave this to your guys' discretion. We want information. We don't need another man down. But if there's a point or something where you think getting involved is the right thing to do, I think that's your choice. You're the ones who've been hunted. You're the ones who seem to be involved with this. But I think we want to default to see if we can just learn, then come up with a plan later. But it'll be up to your discretion. Anything else on the menu? That's it. How long we got got before we need to go? Just a few minutes. About half an hour. I've taken care of the canister, by the way. It's back in the vault, and I've myself been cleaning up the mess. It's mostly cleaned up, but I've got a little left to do. I want everyone before we leave to get another cat scan. Are you sure we're the right choices for this? He kind of like analyzes you a little bit. Are you guys not feeling up to it? We got we didn't get a lot of sleep, and I've been I've been seeing Booker. Not not when I'm asleep. I don't know if you want to keep telling them that. And Booker's seated like right in front of you in the room in front of you, and he kind of looks up at you. I flinch, try to look away. If you keep telling them you see me, they're going to think you're crazy. <laughs> and then what will they do with you? I got a feeling. Screw you, Booker. Oh, wow. Okay, well, you already did screw me over. I got a feeling Marcus doesn't have a... Doesn't really keep broken things around. I'm sure he didn't keep me around here for a while. Landris, you're talking to yourself. Yeah, I... I kn- see what I said? I kn- they're already starting to think you're crazy. You okay, man? I don't know. Thank you. That's that's my answer to everything at the moment. Everyone is watching you. You just Landris. Everyone's watching you talk to yourself. Uh, yeah. Landris, are you okay? Marcus says. Yeah. This, this this is what I'm talking about. We can't pass this up. We have to do this tonight. We have to do this now. There's no time for debating it. Get the cat scan now, and then get ready to go. Pick who you're gonna take. We'll take Koba. Is, is that good with you? Yeah. Okay. All right, you guys, everybody gets a CAT scan, and um, you see that she, uh, Stein, puts up yesterday's and today's CAT scan. You see it's night and day, and your brain looks back to normal. She goes, looks like whatever was happening in your brain that was working overtime has gone back to normal. I don't see really any deviations from normal here. I guess maybe because the canister is back in its case. 
why am I still seeing Booker? Uh, I, I can't answer that. You, you know you're not seeing Booker, right? No, I, I mean, I know it's not. I know he's still in a hospital mm-hmm. over there somewhere, but I'm seeing Booker's mangled body talk to me. I'm run by Marcus, and I, I don't know if he'll agree, but I think you need... I don't think we can just ignore this. I think there's something needs to be done about this. I agree. Hey, before you go on your mission, you want me to uh, use that gun on you? I mean, medical device <laughs> that you're not scared of and that I shouldn't have called a gun because that would make you even more scared of. I, I haven't had time to think about it, so I'll still think about it. Okay. I bet it would help you on your will saves to avoid being insane. It actually wouldn't because I'd go from eight to nine. <laughs> Yeah, but if you find another one later. <laughs> did you, well, then did I'll just I'll Stone Cold who, Steve Austin them to both temples. Did you already decide? <laughs> did you already decide which of you was going to use it? He is because I'm at. Uh, I have ten on my wisdom. Gotcha. Yeah, I was going to talk to Victor about it at some point. Haven't really gotten the chance. All right, so you guys get ready for your mission. Uh, you guys are you guys you guys gotten armor and weapon upgrades? Do you want to buy any armor or weapons? Yeah, I was looking at that. Um, well, I'm going to buy um, a couple smoke arrows. Okay. I need to refresh those. Can I get five of them? Sure. All right. Minotaur is going to be building this stuff for you. We'll just say that like, you put it into doing it beforehand. Okay, yeah. Um, and can I get a wrist sheath for my baton? A wrist sheath for your baton? Yes. I'm going to grab a laser pistol. All right. But I want stuff that increases my will saves. <laughs> <laughs> That's pharmaceuticals. We haven't done that yet. And I assume um, if we wanted to upgrade our weapons to, say, plus two or something like that, we would have to still wait a certain amount of time for to do that? Um, I'll be happy. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, we can just say, like, the, um, you, can do, you do one mission without the weapon, and then the next mission you'll have it available. But I feel like it might be useful, so I will buy a laser torch if that's... Something available? Sure. You get Koba's old one. She's like, here, I'm not using anymore. I'm using this super cool whip laser thing of death. Oh, thank you. Um, you still have to pay for it. Would, that, would that cost me anything? Yeah, it does. I'm just giving it? you a little flavor so that you have a nice... Wow, have this flavor doesn't help me at all. <laughs> <laughs> so three. it's usually 6000 so I'll pay 3000 Yeah, so I'm going to get a grade 3 Hemoken. Okay. And I'm going to get a... I'm going to get a hype. Okay. Yeah, as long as you can afford baseline... Uh, Lanaris, you can use that to help. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy one for now. Okay. I'm gonna buy um three vibes. Okay. All right. So let's make this interesting for the listeners, so that I'm totally editing out like 20 minutes of shopping at Fantasy Costco that we just did. Um, yeah. Uh, but what happens is before you go, as you get your cat scans, um, Stallion comes up to you too and says, "Here, I, guys, I got some stuff for you. I, I worked on this," and um, she gives you vibe. Victor, whose name I got correct, um, and says, mm-hmm. you look tired. This this will keep you up, all right? Okay. Yeah, that will that'll help. It doesn't last forever, but it'll, it'll work for a little while. And um, here, um, when I was looking at your brain scans, I think that this might help you out, Landris. It, it'll, it'll help calm your system down. And she, she gives you baseline. Okay. Might help calm your nerves. No guaranteed results, but it's the best I can give you. It's something. All right. Anybody else buying anything else? I buy a dose of hype. What does that do? It's kind of like adrenaline. You know what? When it comes to Hemoken, I want another one. Another one? 
I'm not adding that to no. the end of the episode again. All right, references that happen right. twice. Just, sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm, I'm going to get a second grade three Hemokin. Okay. I'm going to get four. You guys going to leave anything for Tartar work on to give special upgrades? Like you want flaming or enchanted, whatever enchantment you want, you'll lose the weapon for a mission. Yeah. Um, I kind of need to bring my bow with me. It's my thing. It is your um, thing. But I will leave my uh, machete. Okay. What do you want from that? To make it uh, plus one. Okay. All right. So you guys go on your mission. <laughs> Before we leave. Yes. I'd like to go seek out Kentaro. Okay. You see him. He's 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 in. He they've now that they've done all this re- uh, renovation. He's got like a gym where he's got like a. It's got like a little boxing thing set up. It's perfect now. It's just for him. He loves it. <laughs> but he's he's not doing it. He's just in there like sitting in a chair. And he kind of looks up. He goes. Lanris. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Um, not good. Yeah. Pretty dumb question, I guess. But, um, I, look, I'm, just, I'm really sorry about last night. He shakes his head. That's all right. I was just, I didn't know what was real or not. I get it, man. That's all right. You don't have to explain. Hmm. I, just that, thank you. You were really calm, and I don't, I don't know how you're dealing with this so well, but thank you. You need a break. I agree. I think after this, we should talk to Marcus and get you a break. Yeah, that sounds nice. I know a beautiful place that the police take out all the time where we can go and get arrested. It'd be great. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have the best parfaits in the world, so it'll be it's going to be worth nine to five. It's going to be great. You think, you think Marcus will let us do that? I, I'm, being, I'm being sarcastic. There's no yogurt in the world worth nine to five years, in the pr- <laughs> and nine to five is like not a thing. It's usually like five to nine, but I misspoke. It's I'm gonna quit doing sarcasm forever. I'm so I'm really bad at it. I'm try I've been trying so hard to be funny. No, it's 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 me. It's like we're we're going out on this mission. Yeah. Um, me and Vic are going, right. and uh, I have no idea what's gonna happen. You sure you want to take Koba? Why don't you have yeah. her hit the plane up, and, and I'll go with you guys. Because I, I don't... I just don't want there to be fighting. I don't think I can handle it at the moment. Okay. You know, if if I do make it back, I don't really want to be alone. Too bad, because I got tickets to the game, and I'm, I'm really sorry about that. I mean, I bought them, like, two months you ago. You said you were going to stop I that. didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> it's a disease. I'm sorry. No, um, he doesn't say anything. It's Caleb. He goes, all right. Guy smiles a little bit. Thanks. So uh, wish me luck. <laughs> all right. I'll have all my good thoughts. I don't know if that works, but I think it's kind of the way everybody copes. We're just like, I'm thinking about you. You're in our thoughts. So I'm going to send some positive energy your way. I think it's what people do just to make themselves feel like they have some control over or control the situation. Well, let me know if it works. <laughs> you have to let me know if it works. All right. Yeah. All right. And off you go to save the day. <laughs> yeah. All right. Something like that. So you guys are you guys get uh, pack yourselves on the vertebrate and you get going. Before we do, I do want to use a vibe and a hemochem to get me back to where I need to be. Okay. Okay. When you use that vibe, you automatically feel like oh that fatigue of being you know how it feels being up all night. It's gone. You're like oh this feels good. Mm-hmm. I spiked my coffee with it. So so you, you won't be fatigued again unless you have another night terror and fail well safe. And uh, all right, so she, she parks it nearby and um, 
you guys get out of the vehicle. And she goes, um, all right, well, uh, we can sneak up around the, the back here. I got a path that will get us through um, no matter how, who they set out there. But we'll, we'll have a little overlook to see what kind of stuff they set up, okay? Yeah. So you guys head over to like this little overlook where you get on top of a building and you look and you see now that there are a couple guys near the front door and there are a couple guys on the roof and there's one or two guys patrolling the perimeter. Hang on one second. Uh, I'm going to take my um, baseline so I don't hallucinate for an hour. Okay. All right, you take it. And now there's 20 bookers everywhere. No, she gave you the wrong one. <laughs> What's the opposite of baseline? <laughs> uh, Flatline, I guess. Ooh. <laughs> uh, okay. You take it. You can inject it right in your heart. It's like in uh, that movie, The Rock. Wait, you mean movie with The Rock? No, The Rock's not in it, but it's called The Rock. It's It's got um, Sean Connery. He's like, welcome to The Rock. That's that's what he says. I'll take your word for it. Nick it's Cage a great said- movie. What? I, I, I Again, I take your you word for it. You need to watch The Rock with Nick Cage, uh, this Sean Connery. terrible mu- movie taste, let's get on with the whoa, game. Whoa, whoa, it's a whoa, Michael whoa, Bay movie. Take 10 points of sanity damage for not understanding how good The Rock is. <laughs> All right, so how do you guys want to do this? You said there was people at the front door and people on the roof? Yeah, up and like one or two guys just patrolling around. And we say there's people on the roof. Are they like all at the edge looking forward? I'm going to say one guy's going to is kind of like at the front, almost like as a sniper, and another guy's by the door. And when you say guys, they're apparel. Are they police? Are they... They are wearing suits, like business suits. Hmm. Some sort of professional company, but not not labeled. And this, you said this place was on the water, right? Yep. It's at one of the docks. Kobe, you wouldn't suppose to be a underwater entrance to this place, would you? <laughs> no. Did you check? No, I never thought to think for an underwater entrance at a dock. It has doors that face, uh, they've got big docking bay doors that open up and let boats in. Both you and Kintaro with the sarcasm. Interesting, who's the common factor here? <laughs> <laughs> the one guy asking all the dumb questions. They're not dumb to me. That's what. We, that's that's the saddest part of the whole thing. All right, I can. I've got this chameleon suit, so I can go full cloak, go over there, maybe make a noise, get them away from the door. If you guys want to sneak in, can we get them down off the roof? I think I could sneak in, but uh, Vic, I don't think. Uh, how quiet could he be? I can be kind of quiet. I'm filled I mean, with a shame. probably not as quiet as you, but I'm not bad. I've done some sneaking. What's your bonus? Six. <laughs> I don't want to cause too much of a ruckus because then I might just cancel the meeting altogether. Oh, by the way, I have my Warhammer strapped to my back and I'm holding the laser pistol. Okay. What do you think? So the front door, we have the roof access. There's dock doors. But how big are we talking? Could we open them discreetly? Oh, no way. The dock doors is for a boat to go through. I rigged the roof thing. I think the roof's our best entrance. There's three guys up there. There's only one at the door, though. I can get him away from the door. I said we wait for the timing of those guys patrolling around the side of the building there. All right, then you guys crawl up that far side. I'll get him to face the opposite direction. You go into through that door. You think you can keep speed with that, Victor? Yeah. All right, let's not screw this up. I don't feel like any shout-out today. Yeah, that was the plan. All right, time for some stealth checks. I'm going to take a 10 for uh, 27. 26! I rolled a 20! Oh, wow, nice. nice. Um, we're not going to bother with climb checks. All right, you guys can just climb up. All right. I have a climb speed. Yeah, exactly. Get out of there, here with there that. There you go. And and and, <laughs> and Victor can just use a drain or something. My my um 
My climb's plus nine. Perfect. That's it's that's why I'm not doing it, because you guys are just so high. I know you'll do it. Uh, all right, you guys climb up, and you get to the door, which is rigged, and she, she told you exactly how to open it up, and you get through, and um, she had distracted him. She had just made a noise, but she was cloaked, and the guy kind of went over there to see what was up, and then she came in behind you. You guys closed the door behind you, and it was smooth as butter. And then we stepped on the landmine. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, so now you're up on this catwalk, and she, she points over over a spot where you can overlook, and it's in like the perfect position to see this meeting because you see down is a table, uh, kind of like almost like temporary foldable tables all set up, and there's a bunch of chairs around it with a bunch of people. So you get in a position. You can see down there is uh, no one you recognize except the guy at the head of the table. It's JG Locke, and as you get in, you're you seem to be in the middle of the meeting because he you hear him uh, he's like finishing a sentence. Is everyone dressed the same as him, though? Like, do they look like they're from the same walk of life as J.G. Locke? Um, no. Matter of fact, one guy has a uh, the uniform of a doctor on, and everybody's wearing some different business suits. Uh, some people are wearing what seems to be like casual civilian clothes. It's uh, one guy even is wearing a police uniform. So you guys all get in, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. J.G. Locke's in the middle of the sentence, and he goes, We were all pleased with your performance and look forward to further successful reports. And he hits a button. You see that um, he's on like a, a, a video sort of audio conference thing, right? Now to the next matter, Project Dark update. Solzhenitsyn. And the guy in the doctor's uniform, you can speaking. I don't want to do just like generic, oh, what's the evil scientist is German? Oh, no. I've done all the work on the doctor. Oh, no, I'm evil again. Um, what was your question? What does he look like? A schmuck. No. <laughs> he is. It looks like he's like a full elf. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, you look around there. There is no one there that is Anthro. Oh, Everyone seems to be either all full, full elves and half, and half elves. elves. Yep. Yeah, your other guy earlier, who was like a kind of an Indian guy, kind of snuck in some German in there. Listen, I'm trying real hard. All right, guys. It was great. I'm not very good at what I do. I'm trying very, very hard. <laughs> very, very hard. All right. Okay. I am. Uh, my name is Doctor Sozanitsen. I'm related to Doctor Sosio. <laughs> <laughs> Italian last name, um, uh, a German last name, and I am Indian. <laughs> Progress on Project Dark is going faster than expected. Unfortunately, we have some setbacks with the loss of Subject Shiva. The good news is that we are still hitting our timetables. Shiva was merely going to push us forward. With the loss of her, we're back to original projections. But with the information we got from Subject Shiva and Dr. DeSocio, while we did have her, and while my own scientists were there at work, it will progress the project forward somewhat. Expect the project to be completed on time or slightly ahead of schedule. We expect to have a prototype built within a month. Locke, who seems to be heading this meeting, goes, Excellent. Now for an update on the canister. We all know this is assigned to me. We have a mutual associate who's been assigned to this and has failed on two discreet occasions, unfortunately. If he continues to fail, I have a backup plan ready to go. You guys won't believe this, but the fools who stole the device met me in my office this week. I passed some things off to our men in the department and they were able to put out a notice on them to see if we can't get the civilians, the common man on our side and working for us here. There's a reason we control the media. You might as well use it. We've tried to keep it quiet, but it's not worked out so far. 
So, so right now we have both our associate and we have... Caleb, yeah. can I have Bird recording this? Yes. We have our boys in blue doing their best to help get him. I understand you assigned Psycho Squad. What an interesting decision. Of course, I'll leave it to your discretion. But let me warn you. If my man gets to it first, there will be some problems. We've put a lot out, but this in the limelight. I wanted to avoid this. It's a shame that we had to go to this. I'm taking your word that this will work. And you can't you can't see the face. You're like on the back of the police guy. And so you can only really hear him and, and it's mumbled. But um, so you can't quite put a put a finger on this guy, but he's like, it'll work. Well, let's hope for your sake that it does. All right, gentlemen. I think the chairman will be pleased with the progress. Once we get that canister, we can move forward on our part, and then we can combine the timelines of Project Dark and getting this done. Once the canister's back in our hands, gentlemen, things can move forward again. So I understand we've things have been successful moving supplies up to the top. And a guy nods. Excellent. And how are the advances going? And uh, a guy who's wearing like a military uniform says, Things are going pretty well. Retrofitting some of our stuff has been difficult, but I think that we can get it done and it'll work in the way we want it to. Especially with the progress done in Project Dark, a lot of things are waiting on that. But some of the new stuff looks promising. Excellent. I say military guy, I realize I've just hit like a, a weird thing where there is no military. So it's I guess it's another police guy. Obviously from a different branch. Though. Right, yes. Very, <laughs> he's from the militant branch. <laughs> Excellent. The chairman will be pleased. Gentlemen, we'll meet again. And he kind of hits some papers together, puts in a briefcase, and everybody starts getting up to go. And Kobo kind of whispers, looks like we just got the end of it. Yeah, I think we should wait for them all to clear out. Probably. I think you guys should stop whispering. What? Hey, stop. Stop whispering. <laughs> I couldn't hear you. All right, you guys wait a while until everyone clears out, and you see like all the tables and stuff, so I'll put away, and it looks back to like you wouldn't even know anyone had met there before. And Koba kind of looks at you guys. Oh, congratulations. You seem you're popular. Yeah, not the good kind, though. The police on you. It looks like this guy's got stuff all the way up to the police. I think I have a good idea who their mutual associate is. Uh, was that Baron? Yeah, yes. Thank you for spelling it out. That is what I was I wasn't sure. You aren't sure about a lot of things, are you? It's oh, snap! <laughs> she kind of waves her hands in front of her face. Ooh, I'm Booker. Stop. <laughs> All right, let's get back. I'm sure Marcus is going to want to be filled in on everything. Well, we won't have to say anything, and I pat Bird. Bird makes a loud arm. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what is that? Roll initiative. All right. I left him locked. <laughs> all right, you all get out and um, Ver Bird and go back to the base. Yes. I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, and you meet with Marcus, and you play him the video. And he goes, this is... What are we getting ourselves into? The police? At least we got a face on Solzhenitsyn now. Oh, I got a picture for Solzhenitsyn, actually. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. I got a picture from <laughs> Solzhenitsyn. Oh, I got an Instagram from Solzhenitsyn. <laughs> One missed call from Solzhenitsyn. I wish we had thought ahead. I would have grabbed the canister with Bird and just opened it up and dropped it on him. <laughs> no, it's not handed to them, either on a silver platter or on a bird. Oh. <sighs> So we didn't learn much new here, except that frickin' they've got people in the Sanhedrin, in the police department, in several places in the police department. Uh, apparently enough funding to have a scientist 
bring out the stuff. But they're all concerned with something about this Project Dark, which is going to be completed in a month, which involves the one thing that we have that they want, that now they're boosting things up. First they send uh, Baron Samiti, and now this. Which we can we all assume? I think it's Baron Samiti, which means we're connecting Baron Samiti with them now. Before I couldn't tell if he was his own thing, but it looks like... Unless there's somebody else you guys have been interacting with. Well, where's Koba to be sarcastic when you ask a completely valid question? Wait, it is a valid question. That's what I mean. She, she gave me... She was all like, uh, good job, Landris. She encouraged you? All right, listen. No, no was, I understand. Your, your, your mind's still fragile. I understand. So, uh, all right, great. Oh, crap. Good and bad. I got to figure this all out. How are you guys doing? Did you... Any, any trips? What do you mean? I mean, did you trip out? Did you see Booker? No. Freak out with... We're not on drugs, Marcus. Maybe you should... We're Actually, fine. technically, now you are. We're, it's what's keeping you good. We're not on recreational drugs. <laughs> we're fine. We were like... I wouldn't say that. Super sneaky. And, I'm, well, I'm glad you f- feel that way. I wouldn't say it personally. Well, okay, yeah. I haven't been seeing anybody, so I don't know. I don't know anything about that, but I, I think we're okay right now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're okay. I mean, you haven't seen him since... Well, I don't know how long this stuff's gonna last. Just keep sharpening to I'm... Today's not over, right? I got big plans. I don't want to say anything yet. But just keep sharp, right? Be ready to go out. Yeah. And you look and, and Mark's like rubbing his eyes. He's got like big things under his eyes. He's, he looks tired. Well, we'll keep it under wraps. Let us know whenever it is. All right. Good job today, gentlemen. And lady, Koba goes, thank you. As you guys leave, and Koba looks at you and goes, I don't know, it seems to me he asked some very valid and simple questions and had some good conclusions to go with it. Are you trying to make my mind scramble? It is kind of fun to watch you squirm, to be honest. Yes, it is. Uh, very funny, Koba. Yep. Let's laugh at Lanris and his fried brain. <laughs> it is kind of funny. It's not. Oh, come off it. You need to chillax. Maybe it's it's because you're so uptight that you're seeing visions of dead people. We've we've been through a lot. I mean, look at the guy's ear. Well, he doesn't really have an ear, but I mean, just just she kind of reaches out to touch oh. it. Yeah, actually, it looks it's Don't. pretty good. I swat her hand away. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, please, you're so look at you're so vain. I have a lot to be vain about. <laughs> she walks away and laughs out loud. Well, what do we do now? I mean, we wait for whatever big plan Marcus has that he couldn't share with us. Here, let me get your opinion on something. Yeah, bounce it off me. Or take out the Cortex gun. How hey. are you with putting nanites in your brain through a needle that pierces your skull into your brain and puts nanites in them? Because I'm not down with that. Why not? Because, like... <sighs> I don't know, I just don't like the idea of, like, just that stuff sitting in my brain forever. And is it like, you know, if the nanites are making me smart, is it really me? It's supposed to make you, yeah, I mean, they, like, work work what you got. So, I mean, it. it's not like they're imp- making you think things, it's like they're is helping exactly you. exactly what they're doing? They're not making you, they're, they're helping you. They're expanding your mind, right? I don't have a problem with it. I'll Fine, just... you, you take it then. No, you you don't want to take it? I, I don't. I'm not down with that idea. I could help you. With what? 
shooting in your head. I mean, it's not the it's not the needle. I don't really care much about that. This whole time, you guys are right outside the med office, and through the window is it's dying like shaking her head. Like, don't you say, don't say shoot. No, don't. <laughs> Cress inviting them in. I mean, she's like she like peers up from the edge of the window, <laughs> <laughs> and like I go to see what Victor's looking at. She just ducks back down real quick. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I've been I've been shot by real guns. I don't. That's not what you need. This you need this more than I need this. I, I mean, I would think. I don't know. What are you trying to I'll say? I'll take it if you really. <laughs> I'm trying to say you're seeing things. It's. And you think this is gonna help? I don't, I don't think it will hurt. <laughs> if you want to get him out of your head, you need to get those things into your head. Do do do, do you think that'll work? Because I I'll do I will do that. I think it would help, yeah. All right, fine, fine. You need to go to Stallion? Look, we're right at the med bay. We can go, we can go to Stallion. And we'll How long has Stallion been right here? She goes, oh, gentlemen, I didn't see you there. How are you doing? It is a complete surprise to me that you have arrived. I talked him into it. <laughs> yeah? And I even used the word shoot. Great, no. And you didn't use pain, right? Or invasive surgery, right? Nope. All right, great, nope. perfect. All right, lay down on this table. She takes out, like... The same drill that the guy used to cut his brain open. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, you said... Huh? No, I'm just putting this away. It's nothing to do with anything. Let me see the gun. <laughs> the delivery mechanism. <laughs> I hand it to her. That's great. All right. So she uh, goes by her head. She takes like an alcohol rub and rubs it. And she goes, all right, it's going to hurt. Uh, I'm not going to do the one, two, three, and then do it on two, okay? I mean, every doctor does it at that point, so now everyone knows that I'm going to go on two. All right, you ready? So I'm going to count down. Be ready, right? One. And she shoots into your brain. <laughs> and it stings a lot. And she's like holding your head still. And then she pulls it out and then um, takes a, an alcohol rub, puts it on the thing, puts a little bandage on your on your uh, temple. She goes, there you go. Nanate's applied. Get yourself a permanent plus one to your wisdom score. Thanks, Stally. You're welcome. Told you it wasn't going to go on two. And uh, what, what if I want him gone? We'll have to go get some sort of gear machine that destroys nanites we don't we don't have those at hand no i don't carry them out of hand maybe if you get close to a big magnet oh no you're not allowed to go near any magnets i didn't mention this what no what oh yes be very very this messing me (laughs) (laughs) i'm just teasing literally live life the same way you were living before they're you should see your face basic and small as your cells are so anything that would bother your cells will bother them. That's about it. It's about the only difference. You're you're in your head too much about this. I mean, not I shouldn't say in your head. You're no, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. All right. You're a big boy. You didn't even cry. You want a lollipop? Do you have any? I'm sorry. Every character is sarcastic because Caleb's a sarcastic jerk. So now every character's become sarcastic. I'm gonna wind that back. Let's, let's make some. Well, maybe she actually has a lollipop. <laughs> let's make Stallion maybe not a sarcastic. Let's just keep that determined to Koba and then Kintaro, who does it really, really badly. Does she really have lollipops? Because I want one. <sighs> she goes over and she pulls out some candy. Here you go. You've been holding out on us this whole time. Hey, listen. When do we do missions for this stuff? <laughs> I like candy. What can I say? There's a Venbot down the street, and I always. Uh... But uh, you know. Oh uh, yeah, we kind of kill those things. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where's it? What, what streets it on? We gotta. <laughs> we can't let that. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta pull out its camera. Totally kills it. I take my lollipop and leave. How'd your mission go? Oh, I guess it. Fine, I guess. <laughs> they didn't attack us or know we were there. So. 
You learn anything interesting? Uh, a little there's bit. There's just a, you know, government conspiracy to kill all anthros or something like that. Uh, what? Yeah, you know, you had J.G. Locke there and, like, some policemen and some doctors and some scientists and civilians. They're going to kill uh, all anthros? I mean, I, I don't know what their plan is. By probably by giving them nightmares. I mean, yeah. I, I can't see what else what their end goal is otherwise. Well, that's heavy. You're talking about weaponizing and preparing Project C Shiva for operation and, you know, scientific chemicals being brought up to Upper Kadesh. And it has to, it has to do with that canister. It can't be anything good. Well, then I guess as long as we have it, we're doing something good, right? Something. For sure. I just prefer if we don't open it up anymore. Yeah. I swear, if Marcus asks me to, t- to, to continue to associate his work on dissecting it, I'm just going to tell him no. We'd be behind you if he tried to make you do that. All right, well, don't take off that bandage for an hour, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's a small thing. It only happens like 1% of people. You don't even, I wouldn't even worry about it. It's just that since you now have a completely exposed thing to your brain, there's an airway there. Sometimes it doesn't heal within the first hour, and if something gets in there, you get infection in the brain, and slowly deteriorates your thing until you become pretty much like a potato. It's fine. I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't even think about it, honestly. Like 1% of people. It's Thanks, Stallion. I'm just bye. Saying, okay, all right, bye. What's, what's wrong? <laughs> uh, what time is it, relatively? Relatively, I don't know, starting to get night. It's just after lunch. Um, now we say we have to wait one mission for our gear. Would tar would that count as a mission? No, would tar no I'll have tell you when. It's or... usually it's pretty much one session, honestly. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I tell you what you do. Well, uh, you go back to your room to unbarricade your door and fix your door. And Shiva is there, like in my room. She is in well, in actually Victor's room. Oh, uh, hey Shiva, what's up? She looks up. There you guys are. You're in my room. Yeah, I was hey, waiting for you guys to get back. How did oh. uh, Juliet go? Not great. What happened? You can kind of see now. There's she's uh, her her cybernetic arm is slick with blood. What did you do? She. She was scared. Yeah. It's not like killing a monster. It's different. Wait, you said. You said you were gonna kill her. I, w- I didn't go in wanting to kill her. She... I, I didn't like her answers. What'd she tell you? She told me that it doesn't matter. She wouldn't remember, and why should she remember? I was just some random person who didn't have anywhere better to be. And she only takes people who don't have anything. She only takes vagabonds and, and people who aren't worth living. And I got upset, and it didn't go well. So you you beat her to death right in the bar? I... I didn't mean to activate my rage chip. Sometimes it just, when I get angry, it just turns on. Are you you sure about that? She doesn't answer. You know, it's just a glitch, you know. You're not, it's not your fault, right? Does Marcus know? No, and he's not going to know. Ah. Just another dead end. I guess everyone I know now that could have given me any answers are dead. And the one person, and the one answer I did get out of it was I was worthless. So maybe she did me a favor. Shiva gets up. You think Marcus isn't going to figure it out? And what now we're supposed to lie on your behalf? <laughs> He's too busy worrying about you guys. He doesn't care about me. That's the problem. He doesn't care about me, guys. Have we yet to figure this out? You don't have to lie. I was going to ask you, hey, did Shiva happen to go kill somebody? <sighs> okay, so what now? 
Who who's next? There's no one next. I've hit my dead end. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where do you go from there? To the ladies' room to wash the blood off my arms. Did you get any on like Vic's bed? Yep. Is there like a trail leading here? Um, there's a couple of drips. Yeah. Nothing major. <laughs> As look at that, I'm like, mm, yeah, no, nothing wrong here. This is fine. It's great. Oh, that's not good. Well, maybe Juliet was right. Maybe I don't have a memory worth getting. Or maybe you're right, Landers, and there's a memory I should really, really get to. Guess we'll just never know. I'll just have to continue on. I guess everyone here the past couple days is just batting a hundred. Thousand is the term. We don't have baseball here. It's okay. <laughs> idioms, am I right? Yeah, am I right, guys? Guys, listen, idioms are just not. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anyway, sorry for bothering you. Thought maybe you'd want to hear. She leaves the room. Oh, man. You should probably go put your uh, sheets in the washer. Do we even have that? Yes. It's shared, though, and people always leave stuff in the dryer, and it's like, I want to put my stuff in the dryer, but I don't want to take your stuff out. You didn't leave a basket. (laughs) Where am I supposed to put it? On the dirty floor? Then you're going to be mad at me. Always taking one of my socks. (laughs) I grab my stuff, my sheets, I take them down, do the laundry. What are we going to do about her? She's a loose cannon. She's a loose cannonball. She's playing too fast and loose with the rules. <laughs> Dirty Sheila. Uh, what, what can we do? We can't do anything. I don't know. Can we re- reprogram her? What? You, she's not just a computer. She's part computer. Like, a lot part computer. <sighs> Man, that's messed up. I know, but so is beating someone to death. Uh, they took her in and, and made her that thing. Yeah. I, I get that. I mean, just in broad daylight, just beat someone to death and what walked back here? I don't know. You don't know what it's like. You start getting a headache, Landris. I, you're right. I, I don't know what it's like, but we're all dealing with our own stuff and we're not running out and killing people. <sighs> Is it hot um, in here? <laughs> it's, no, I mean, it's a little warm, but why? Are you seeing him? I no, like look no. look around. No, I'll call sure. Code. I'll come up with a code word when I see him or something. Book it. <laughs> what? <sighs> do we do we need to tell Marcus? I mean, I want to. I don't know. I don't want Shiva to hate us, but that that just completely botched that mission. We can't get real answers out of her. We're like the only ones here she trusts. I know. Uh, maybe it could just be me. I mean, she already has reason to hate me. She could still like you. No, it's it's both of us, or it's nothing. I'm not letting you go go through that by yourself. You're my buddy. You're my. You're the only one I trust around here. I'm the only one. I mean, Shiva's all right. Man, that's a lot of responsibility on me. Why? We're friends. We've known each other for a while now. It's not. Yeah, no. I'm just you know. I'm just messing around. <sighs> So this game hasn't had a good track record of, of sarcasm yet so far. We're still working on everybody <laughs> understanding when we're being sarcastic. Sarcasm. I'm, I'm, gonna, our I'm just going to say Kappa after every time. All right, guys? <laughs> Let's just think about it. I, I think we should talk to her first. When she calms down, maybe we should get her to take that chip out. What the heck? I don't know if it. Uh, it's not that easy. Do some damage taking that chip out. 
Really? I thought that stuff was a lot easier to remove than install. I don't know. I could look into it. Can I take a 10 to heal for 15, Caleb? Do I know, like, if removal of stuff is easy or not? Not enough to know. Fine. What about engineering? Nope, that won't help. <laughs> oh. Like, I don't, I don't buy that it's malfunctioning, but if she thinks so, then, you know, we wouldn't have to lie about it then. Take a look at it. We'll see. I don't want, I don't know. We I just mean, we, that's the that's the phrase of the day. Yeah, that's the phrase of the past. I don't know, four or five days, hasn't it? By the way, what is the? How long have we been here? Well, that's a question. Like, not really much longer than a week, huh? Yeah, I was thinking about a week, maybe. Well, I, I think we we've, we've really been going day by day. It's been like three or four days, I think. Mm-hmm. Because this is session six, so if we mm-hmm. do a day a session, yeah, I think we about to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, about a week. <sighs> Whoa. Well, if there's, if there's any positive that comes out of this, if the cops are actually watching our family to make sure we don't come there, Baron has no reason and no ability to go there and just, you know, kill them. What do you mean, no ability? We don't know that. We don't know what all he could do. He's been operating in the shadows alone. If a bunch of cops see what he does, you know, they can't buy them all out. They'd have to kill a whole squad of cops to keep it quiet. Showing up at that train was not operating in the shadows, and showing up at the bar was not operating in the shadows. Yeah, but he killed everybody there. He can't... What is he going to do, kill an entire police squad? He might! Way too hard to keep under wraps. He could just show up and blast everybody there at the houses. I I think killing a, you know, a group of civilians is way different than killing, you know, a whole platoon of armed police officers. He wouldn't risk that. I don't know. I don't I don't know what's going through his head. I'm not even going to pretend to know. I just... The only time I'm going to feel safe is when he's dead. I definitely agree with that. Not 100% safe, but I'll be getting close. I mean, I, I know what you're doing, Landris, and it's, it's good. You're trying to make me feel better about Sarah and about my parents. But we just don't know. Hey, you're trying to make me feel better, too. I, I know, I know. But no, I, I, I believe that. That's what I believe. I'm not, you know, just trying to make everything seem nice and dandy. I, I, I'm thinking about it, and that's that's what I believe. Okay. I I hope you're right. All right. You guys, um, everyone is summoned. Somebody comes around and gets you. Like, Kintaro comes around and says, uh, hey, Marcus wants us all to meet. Oh, good. Yes, sure. Do I still have a headache? Yep. Oh. That's not good. What's going on, bud? Oh, my head's bothering me. Probably because I didn't get enough sleep last night. Your head's bothering me, too! <laughs> uh, sorry. Maybe, maybe Booker's trying to jump out of my skull. He's not really in there. Right? Dreams? They're just... Why do you sound unsure about that? No! <laughs> because I've never had a dream before! I, this is my first time, too. I don't know. I don't know how this works. I'm glad my first time could be with you. Alright, let's get to the meeting. <laughs> Oh, let's hug. <laughs> All right, you get to the um, auditorium, and there is somebody you do not recognize, and it's an elf, and he's kill it. He's wearing like these, oh, these nice robes. Now I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume we did not see this person at the meeting. Uh, you did not. And, okay, and good. Mark just seems to be like chatting him up while I, while he's waiting for everybody to get there. Once everybody's there, he's like, "Everybody's here." All right, gentlemen, I would like to introduce you uh, to. 
kill these little... I got a whole list of names, so I don't have to go... Mr. Billy Bob Thornton Pants Mick Jagger. <laughs> Everyone, this is Mr. R. Edwin Blaggard. Mr. Blaggard is a expert on the arcane. Comes from... Uh, he's got some stuff he knew about the old world. His past it continued on to make sure this knowledge isn't lost. And I have uh, asked him if he'd come over here as a favor to us to tell us about magic since I know that we're all interested in the subject. Mr. Blaggard. Yes, thank you so much for asking me to come. All right, so I understand that you all here are intellectuals. And you look around the room. <laughs> it's just like there's a minotaur with like guns hanging off his... I, can't, I don't even have to describe it. You know, you just look around the room. And... <laughs> And uh, I understand you're very interested in this subject. I'm curious, what, what brings this to your attention? Why are you all so interested in the subject? Uh, my my grandfather was an elf and talked about this stuff a lot, but I was, like, too young to understand. Oh, of course, of course. Unfortunately, the youth doesn't understand the wisdom of the older. Yes, until it's too late till we've lost those who are important to us who remember the past. Yes, well, we preserved it so that in this very moment would happen and that you two could learn from our past. So the homeworld had all sorts of different schools of magic. You could bring dead people back to life. You could make fireballs appear from your hands. You could do amazing, amazing things. Things that we have mimicked, of course, with our own technology. But it's quite not magic. Magic is very different. And I was told to actually speak a little bit more on how to how to maybe counter magic, how to better understand it to stop it. So say you were facing somebody who was slinging magical spells at you. Who here knows what to do against magical spells? Raise your hand. Yes, raise your hand. Do you kill them? That would be, uh, that would certainly be an option to stop anyone doing anything. Yes, all right. Some guesses. Anyone have any guesses? I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to throw a fireball of death and destruction at you. What would you do to stop me? D- d- douse you in water. You know, I, I, like the, I like the critical thinking, but inc- no, incorrect. Anyone else? Minotaur is like, shoot him. Again, we're back to the death thing. What? Maybe what? 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 Specific- Fire extinguisher. Okay. All right. Well, good. All very good guesses. All right. No bad guesses. Am I right? Yes, chaps. All right. So, the actual thing to do is to hold their hands. Oh, yes. You could be a little romantic with them. Yes. No. 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 You see, every time somebody must cast a spell, if they are a person who is learned in the arcane arts, they need to do something. They need to say a certain rite and ritual. Maybe sometimes use a certain element, like a bit of gold dust or diamond dust or a butterfly or little spider webs or something. And then they must, beyond the incantation, the items, move their hands in just the right way to make these spells happen. Now, there are different kinds of schools of magic. Some people get it from their gods. Some people get the magic from a book. And some people have it in their blood. But every kind always has at least one of these elements. So if you were to stop these elements, you stop the spell. If the man can't move his hands in the precise way to summon uh, a demon of fire and flame at you, then he can't do it. If you were to stuff a sock in his mouth, he couldn't say the words that would compel you to tell the truth in any situation. What about hitting him in the throat? Yes, anything that would disable the speaking of that man or that woman from casting that spell. It would disrupt the spell. That makes sense to everyone. So what 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 exactly happens to the spell? Does it like blow up in his face? No, 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 no. It just won't happen. It's just as if uh, um, trying to. It's like removing the trigger of a gun. If you take away the trigger, 
You'll never get the bullet to fire. Everything in there is ready to work. You have every part, but you need every single part to make that bullet fire. You need the bullet, you need the chamber, and you need the trigger. So you're just taking pieces away. When you hold his hands, you get rid of the trigger. When you stuff his mouth full of something so he can't speak, you've plugged up... Or hit him in the throat! Or hit him in the throat. You've removed the hammer of the gun. In these ways, you're disabling the weapon of this man without, of course, just killing him. I raise my hand. Yes, you, sir. What's your name? Uh, Vic Victor. Victor. Yes, sir. What is voodoo? Voodoo. Oh, interesting question. Oh, that's a... I don't think I've heard somebody ask me that question before. Voodoo. Uh, I've heard someone call it, call magic voodoo, and I just... Yes. Voodoo is um, a colloquialism for magic. It's more of magic that uh, happens, maybe more of kind of the magic that would give you bad luck. Yes. Um, But it's not a, a type of magic per se. We have very specific names for example magic that would bring things back from the dead we call necrom uh, ne- necrotic or, or, or necromant the school of necromancy yes uh but there's no school of voodoo I, i'd imagine things of necromancy would would be kind of considered to voodoo yes hmm usually very negative things if it means voodoo you're not being healed per se which something magic can do i raised my hand yes sir uh you you compared magic to a gun can he run out of ammo Absolutely, yes, he can. Um, this, this, uh, a caster, a magical caster, right, only has so much energy to draw on. Whether it's favor from their deity or the innate powers, or even the mind can only study so much and memorize so much and have enough innate power to cast spells. So yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, the ones that are more powerful, you can use a fewer times before resting and recovering this energy, this sort of life energy and arcane energy to reuse. So. If something's very, very powerful, you could say maybe do it once a day. But some of the things are very little. Like magicians used to be able to move things very slowly. Like I could move that cup from that table to that table all day, every day if I wanted to. But to to send, as we earlier mentioned, to send a, a, a wreath of flame upon you, I could probably only do a couple times a day. I got another question. Yes, sir. Mr. Victor. How do you call forth creatures? Ah, yes, it's conjuration magic. That magic is you see, there's different, like we've reached another world here, yes, it's another plane of existence. There are many more like us, right? But these worlds are a little more different. We've reached some sort of plane that seems to be very similar to the material plane where our home world is. Um, But there's other planes that are radically different. So, for example, the plane of water is nothing but an endless expanse of water. And from there, you can summon creatures. So rip them out, reach out, and touch them. And grab them back and pull them into the reality that you exist in. We call that conjuration. So if I wanted... And in, in each of these dimensions, each of these planes of existence, have not only things that are native to it, but something that is purely made of that element. So something that comes from the plane of water, we would call the water elemental. The plane of air, an air elemental. And the plane of air is a... Fire? fire. Yes, there is. There is a plane of fire. And you can drag the creatures that live in there, as well as beings made of fire, living fire. How would you stop someone from doing that? The very same way you would stop them from casting any spell. Matter of fact, summoning spells take a very long time to do compared to other spells. Most spells can be done in a matter of, I don't know, three seconds. pretty quick. Right? But it takes usually like double that time to summon (laughs) something. I I raise my hand. Yes, sir. Your name? Uh, Lanris. Mr. Lanris, yes, sir. Go ahead. You said that you can have magic from like your brain or from like a god and like other stuff? Yes. 
How can you tell the difference? Well, to see if someone has magic from their deity, they usually have some sort of object that they must channel through, right? And a, and a set of beliefs that they usually have to adhere to in worshipping this deity. So if someone's holding, say, a weird symbol of uh, a graphic of their god on it and was, light was bursting forth from that to blind you, that would be certainly a cleric. The school of magic would be called divine. So uh, someone, who, it's very difficult to tell the difference between a, a sorcerer or a wizard, somebody who has it in their blood, or somebody who studied it in college, because the, di- the big difference between them is you had to have studied during the day. The regular wizard would have to read a book in the morning and understand those spells and memorize them so that he could perform them later. However, the, wi- the, the, the sorcerer never has to study in the morning. He's a certain amount of things he can do innately in his blood. However, when the time for casting comes, there's really not much of a difference between the two from the uh, untrained eye. Uh, Caleb. Yes. Um, I want to ask him the names. I just want to double check the names. Um, when Baron was summoning stuff, he mm-hmm. said, like, I don't know, M- Misha. Ooh, yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, Nisha and Sulfuron. <laughs> I, I raised my hand. don't even wait for him to... Like, call on me and say, what's a Misha and Sulfuron? Well, you seem to be really interested in the plane of fire, young man. Well, Misha is, um, well, there are things from the plane of fire, the different creatures I told you about, right? And putting aside elements just made of that element, fire elementals, there are different things. And there are these dogs. We call them hellhounds, right? Hellhounds, misnamed. They do, they do not come from the plane of hell. They are from the plane of fire. These creatures, right, uh, they're like dogs of the old world. You've seen dog people, I'm sure. And, 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 but they're, they're set on fire blaze. You just see the skeleton. They're made of fire and bone. and They're, they're very vicious creatures. Not many people like to summon them because they're very mean and nice. There's a million other things you could summon instead. Why would you summon a fire elemental? But the point is, they they all, of course, like anything, have an ancestry. And one of the oldest hellhounds in existence is Nisha. We have her name. She's so old and so powerful. Usually we don't name things unless we think no one's going to kill them, yes? So Nisha is known as the mother of all hellhounds. So, of course, the closer the generations are to her, the more powerful the hellhounds would be, yes. And what was the other other name you said? Uh, Sofuron. Yeah, that one. I'm unaware of that name. Have any idea what it could be connected to? Give me any more information on Sophia. Uh, lizard-like beings. Lizard-like beings. Hmm. Fire. There's things we can call a salamander. It's like a fire lizard. It kind of looks like an anthro, right? But imagine if the tail, the legs, were a serpentine. Yeah, it's hard to. You don't have many animals to compare to. You've had education, education, either of you. The point is, it's kind of like a snail. I don't know if you understand it. A merfolk from the old world, right? A slithery, snaky tail, right? It's instead of legs. And um, very powerful creatures, very hot creatures. Uh, no, one, no one anywhere near the plane of material plane would want them near them because they're just so gosh darn hot. That's that's called the salamander, what you're describing? A salfuron could certainly just be the name of a salamander. I don't. Can't really remember in history books any significant salamanders or really have a name. Okay, cool, yeah. Any other questions? I love talking about this sort of thing. Uh, Caleb, I'm thinking back to when we've seen Baron. Um, have I seen... Uh, when he casts spells, does he usually have anything in his hands? No. Does he have a book on him? Mm, you don't know. I haven't seen one. You haven't seen one, certainly not. Right. Alright, so I'm assuming he's a sorcerer at the moment. 
so, so if you were to disable this, this, this uh, sorry, uh, caster, of course, this is sort of a long-term goal, but if you stole a wizard's book, he could not cast spells the next day. This is, you just couldn't do it. It's unfortunate. But um, uh, I'm sorry if it's a sorcerer, you're plumb out of luck. He just simply needs to rest. If you prevented rest from anyone, uh, of any cast of any sort, you just simply, it's hard to concentrate enough to do. You see, magic takes concentration. So say you couldn't, get somebody's hands tied together and then put it in a gag in their mouth, right? But if you could just uh, assault them in some way while they're in the middle of casting, there is a very good chance, unless they are an exceptional wizard, that they will just not be able to get the, the, the motions just right. You're just messing with them in just enough way that the motion isn't precise enough or the words aren't pronounced just right. Uh, there is, of course, multiple kinds of spells and things, healing, destruction, but there's only the kind of two ranges. It's usually somebody's going to be right next to you, or they can do it from a distance, and then it can affect, you know, all sorts of things. Just one person, uh, or it can blaze all of you, or it can just hit a bunch of you in a line. There are many different ways they can do it, but uh, some of the very dangerous ones, they must be right next to you and then touch you. Uh, suppose we can't stop them from casting the spell. How do we protect ourselves? I mean, it very much depends on what they're doing. A lot of it is going to affect you on multiple levels. The casters are masters of messing with the mind and the will and the fabric of a man. Yes? So they could, if something to resist it, you would have to have enough mental fortitude to, to, to resist it forcing you to tell the truth all the time. Unfortunately, uh, we've, we've experienced two generations that are just completely beyond having to resist this. So we just have forgotten over the years. It becomes very difficult for us. But it's a good thing that we don't have to face it anymore. It would be quite quite difficult to stop, I imagine. Um, Fake laughs all around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nervous shift, nervous shift. Um, but other things, sometimes you just need to be speedy enough to dodge it. Uh, I mentioned the fireball many times because it's one that most magicians know. If that comes at you, you can just simply dodge out of the way. Those ones I said that were very dangerous. They must be close to you and touch you. You can somehow not get touched. It's just going to fizzle and not work. What about attacking someone's mind? Yes, what about it? Like a, like a like someone who uses magic. Mm -hmm. If you attack their mind, would that affect their spells perhaps in some way there are chances if you debilitate somebody they won't have the the necessary mental functions to continue i mean it, it's 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 known as a study yes i mean especially wizards you you must study and it takes a lot of time and you're devoting time into that to to understand it and to, and to be able to learn it and just cast it so certainly if you could somehow give someone a debilitating mental deficiency i imagine this spellcast would be quite quite limited yes hmm Hey, Tar, I gotta talk to you later. Okay. Any other questions? I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. Thank you for asking me to come here. I love giving lectures like this. It's nice to, to work into something that we don't have any experience in anymore, right? To not forget our past and to sort of have... Oh, uh, imagine what it would be like. Imagine if you had to face a caster. This would be incredible and it's such a difficult thing. It's nice to have these exercise in, in trivial thought. All right, well, I appreciate you asking me here. This is a great time. And, and if you have any more questions, I'm very happy to come back or just correspond with you, Mr. Mr. Sanders. Uh, Mr. Sanders. And uh, they shake hands and he goes, thank you very much for coming. Let's all thank Mr. Sanders. Thank you. All right. And, uh, and he leaves. Hey, Brian, you want to play role-playing games tonight? I can't. My body's trapped in this strange membrane. Wow. Should I... Take you to a doctor? Nah, it feels really good. Just put my earbuds in. No, that's just wrong. But here at Tales from the Lich, we're all right. When you can't play, listen. 
TalesFromTheLich.com <sighs> That's just wrong. Marcus says, well, hopefully that'll help us because we're setting up the ambush. Tonight. What? Tonight? When? Tonight. <laughs> Man, that's soon. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to choose time. Yeah. We know where he's going to be? I was able to get Tally to move your wife over into the same apartment as your sister. Um, You're using them as bait? Don't act all upset. We knew this from the beginning. This was the plan. As a matter of fact, any points to Landris, this was your plan. We get them, and then we stake out the place. That's why we've had either Tally or Koba every day switching shifts uh, watching. But now that your names are broadcast on the news, there's no way um, that this isn't happening soon. So... I think it's time we stake it out and we wait for him and we set a trap for the guy who keeps setting traps for us this time. We catch him by the tail. No offense. Isn't there a whole squad of officers watching that house? Mm-hmm. And I've had Tally, who is intricately detailed their patrols, exactly where they stand and all that stuff so that we can completely avoid them while we wait. And then while Baron comes, I guarantee you they're going to be focusing on fire-slinging monster dude instead of us. Unless they're working for him. There was cops in that ring with J.G. Locke. Tally set off a small distraction to get them to respond. And so she could time exactly how long it would take them to respond so we know exactly how long it would be. I I don't think the police... It's a risk we have to take. It's either that or just... Even if, you, if they are working with the police, it's going to make it all the easier for him just to come in and to murder your wife and your sister and your parents. So we're going to be there and we're going to stop it. All right? That, it's, this is our only option. We either let it happen or we're there when it happens. Now it's our only option because you already moved them. We had to... You did, we, did all this without even saying anything to us. I didn't do... First off, you had your parents meet with your sister, all right? And the whole idea was because we knew that he would go after Landris because, Landris, you said your name was more noticeable than Victor's. But now that he knows Victor's full name, there's a chance he... We don't know which one he's going after. We're doing 50-50. So I just even the odds in our favor. I put them all in the same place. And what's Baron going to think of that? Like, oh, look, they all just grouped up. All of them, even the ones not related. Hopefully, a honeypot will work. And also, he's not deaf. He sees that this has gone on the police banner and that it's out there in the public. So maybe, I mean, my first thought would be they're getting together to try to help each other. So so what's your plan to stop this guy? Ambush. I've had Tar work overnight, uh, around the clock, to get us some zero guns. This guy loves fire. Time to hit him with some ice. He can turn to smoke. How are we going to stop him from doing just leaving? That's why I just had this lesson here, so that we can be better equipped against him. It was like a swift action. (laughs) (laughs) You guys seem real upset about protecting your family. It's not that what's protecting my family. Let's see what's the other option here. I let your I I let him be split up, and then we try to defend both, and we split our forces, and then this uh, Baron Simi picks us off one by one. I'm trying to help defend your family. How about a little support here? What's your guys' problem? This was building off of your plan. Well, there's no use talking about it now because we're on a clock now. I guess we'll start moving. Let's go. He shakes his head like out of confusion. We both get um, zero rifles. 
Ooh, rifles. Yep, those, it's, it's just like the laser rifle, except for shooting lasers, it shoots ice. Mm-hmm. And I think it has a chance to stagger. Let me look it up. Any creature critically hit by a zero pistol ray must succeed at a DC 15 fortitude save or become staggered. But it does 1D, uh, 2D6 cold damage. All right. And everyone's equipped with this stuff. And this is an all-hands thing. We're all going. As everyone's getting ready, Marcus comes up to you guys individually and he goes, What's your guys' problem? It was just, we, we just would have liked to know when you were setting this into action. This is our family. I know, and, and we, set, we set this into action. Don't you remember? That was before all this happened. You're the one that wrote the note to get your parents there. And all I did was move your, your wife over there because now that he knows where she is. How would you have adapted our plan and changed it? I don't know, Marcus. I haven't had time to think about it. Maybe. You just sprung it after Tell us, us about after it. had a cute little magic chat with Mr. Professor over there. Yeah, it's almost like you have so much to worry about. I didn't want to hurt, uh, to overwhelm you with the plans and stuff, so I did it. It's almost like I'm not trying to put everything on one person because we have a team and I'm trying to spread it out to our entire team. We're just not even sure how to stop the guy. We just got a lesson and we just got equipped with things that are going to work out exactly against what he does. I'm giving us the best chance. I'm giving your family the best chance I can give them. Wait, who who moved Sarah? Tally. Just in the vertebrate? No. Tally secretly got past the police with her. She had a chameleon suit. Went in, spoke with your wife, Victor, and told her that she needs to, for her own safety, get with your sister. Did he? Did she tell her anything? What does she know? What does my family know? As little as we could tell them to get them to agree. And your family knows exactly what you wrote in that note. <sighs> Let's hurry. I, I, I need to go see Stallion. All right, you go see Stallion. But I'd still come up to her and be like, does, does that baseline stuff have any side effects? No, shouldn't work. I, I, since I got back from the mission, my head's been killing me. That might be a side effect of the nanites. Wait, what? It might be a side Wait. effect of the nanites. Why did you tell me there were side effects? There shouldn't be. I'm just trying to give you a plausible explanation. Do you, do you have like, I don't know, aspirin? Yeah, she gets out some. Gotta be careful taking too much stuff at one time, though. Your body's going through a lot. Yeah, it is. I, like, eat them. The gong <laughs> She puts her hand on your shoulder and a very genuine smile. This is like, you're not seeing a lot of genuine smiles. And she goes, don't worry, we're going to take care of your family. This is all hands mission, all right? I'm going to be there. If they get hurt at all, I'm going to be right there to help them out, okay? Yeah. Thank you, Stallion. We're in it together, I, I, right? I, I really we're really do appreciate it. Yeah. I just wish I was feeling 100% for this. Yeah, isn't that how the enemies get you though right they wait till you're wearing out and then they hit you hard I don't think he's going to wait until we get better my dad always talked about this thing called the honor the honor no he just called it honor It's a, even with your enemies having like a, it's like respect he said nobody had it anymore why would you sounds stupid <laughs> I guess so I don't uh, I don't honor Baron at all I guess it comes from when you fight and you know that one of you is going to die. It's like respect for death and in a way to respect life. And to respect that there's another person across from you 
however bad or good that person is or whatever differences you see, that something about them just being a person is innate enough to afford them some level of respect. Baron lost that. I, I just, I don't think I can think of him like that. I understand. I was more thinking about, I wish he had it, you know, enough honor to not go after somebody's family. Enough honor to not kill a young kid who was in and over his head. I don't, I don't know what his deal is. And you know what? I don't really care at this point. I'm looking forward to meet your sister anyway. I think you'll get along. Yeah. She's the intellectual type. Oh, good. Well, then I think we will get along. I'm in, I've been in some desperate need of an intellectual type. What? The, the, these chats aren't enough? <laughs> Unfortunately, being surrounded by machines and tar is less than excelling intellectual discussion. <laughs> you didn't uh, hit up Professor What's-His-Face before he left? Uh, it was actually very good to hear from him. Hopefully we can use some of that stuff in our battle, right? I think so. I have some ideas. All right. So you all head off. You are you don't take the vertebrate, all right? Um, and uh, Tally stays behind with the vertebrate to use it uh, just in, in case you need it. So anyway, so there's these pre-sent out places for you guys all to post. And before, as you guys are leaving, Marcus is saying, we don't know how long we're going to be out here, but here, here's the deal. We're going to be out here for a while. We could be out here for days, maybe a week. But the point is we know he's coming for your family, or at least if he's smart, he's going to. And if he's not going to do it in a week, then he's maybe not going to do it at all. So point is to stay hidden, but... Be ready to camp out for a while. All right, guys, we're in for the long haul. We're, we're not, where are we going to be? Am I going to be interacting with my family? No, not at all. There's different points. It's an overlook. Uh, just remember, we need to be alert at all times. Uh, he, we only need to mess up once for him to, to get through. All right? That's all he needs is for us to mess up once. And all he needs is just one moment of success. So we just got to be alert at all times. All right, you guys get out and you're stationed at different points. All right, you two are obviously stationed together. It's usually in groups of two. And you're in Landris. You can, I guess both of you, you're seeing the house and you can see like through the window your family walking through, but you cannot go anywhere near to talk to them. Landris, I don't like this, man. I know. I mean, I haven't seen my family in a really long time. Yeah. Or at least my, my parents. As you say so. that, you can see like your sister like laughing about something. I, I don't know what they think when they when this all goes down. They see me. I don't. They saw the news report. I'm just wondering, like you know, they they think I'm a screw up, which is fine. That's you know reasonable. But I, they, they they don't think I killed anyone, right? I mean, Tally got Sarah, so they must have talked. I mean, I'm sure she informed her, right? Marcus said he didn't tell her anything she didn't need to know. Just that she was in danger. I mean, but they could tell him that... Do you think Tally would waste her time with that? I'm sure Sarah asked her. And I don't know. She's smart. And, I mean, I, I guess your family's smart. So I think they know who you really are. I hope so. I don't I think, uh, Maybe. So now we wait. So why can't why can't we just go in and I guess that'd be stupid. No, we shouldn't go in and talk to them. Oh, believe me, I want to go in. 
But what if he's watching? He sees us go go in, and then uh, that honeypot is really looking good, you know? If we, I don't want to... When we fight him again, I'll take care of his spells. What, you got an idea? And you heard what the guy said. He can't cast spells if, you know, his hands are messed up or, if, you know, he's being attacked. I'm going to stay in the shadows. He's not going to see me. I'm just going to pelt him from afar. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to wait. And every time he tries to cast a spell, I'm just going to hit him with an arrow. And that'll leave you free range to just wail on him. You know, you, I had, you hit him real hard last time. He might still be recovering from that. I had an idea, but didn't have any time. Oh, well. well what was your idea? I mean, I'm not the best idea haver. My, my <laughs> idea was... <laughs> I use words like idea haver. <laughs> my idea is, is actually just to shoot him with arrows. So, you know, if you have something more <laughs> nu- nuanced than that, go for it. Nah, there was... I've just heard of this weapon before. Mine render... That probably would have helped, but... Oh, the, the oh well. thing you were talking about tar with? Yeah, I was going to. I mean, I assume its name is apt. Oh, yeah. It would have messed him up. In the head, you know? Like he's messed up uh, us up in the head. Because this is all his fault. Everything. I mean, they hired him. So, I mean, you know, maybe he wouldn't be doing this if they weren't paying him. Does my, um, dad walk by the, to become in view at any point? Yeah, matter of fact, he, there's, you can see, like, the, like, the dining room. He sits mm. down right next to Booker. And then as he, like, passes in front of Booker, Booker disappears. <sighs> Do I still have a headache? Yep. Cool. All right, this is great. <laughs> oh, I miss her. It's been a while. What's, what's the last thing you guys did together? Yeah, we just went out. Joked a lot. You just enjoyed each other's company. Landers, like, last time I talked to my sister, she said about how she just hated people who changed their ears. She's so happy that I'm normal. <laughs> I just thought it was a normal job, you know? Just another job. Just another... No. Thing. I mean, it... That day... It was for a while. I guess it would have been better. This just never, you know, never happened at all. Would you still be on that? You'd still be on that train. Well, yeah. I mean, I have to make a living, right? Yeah. I got a family. Well, a wife. This world sucks. <laughs> Caleb's entire premise of this world sucks. Too depressing. <laughs> oh, should we lighten it up? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the one making it depressing. <laughs> there ain't nothing you can do. It's, it's not. It, it's not that bad. No, I mean right now it is. It's not. Not all the time. Why did they have to go in that cave? They didn't really have a choice. They just were like, "Hey, hey, look a cave." Oh no, we're here. <sighs> it just. I don't know. I would like to see a forest, though. Yeah, you'd probably do really well in a forest. My grandfather talked about him all the time. Yeah? Yeah, he tried to... When I was growing up, I I saw him a few times. I don't even know if he's really my grandfather or what. 
What? Why not? I mean, because the age thing gets weird. He's still he's an elf. From what I understand, oh. my uh, his his wife, my grand whatever, uh, you know, she was real jealous of people in the old world. They could turn into animals and stuff, and she thought like this was the next best thing. Hmm. And she died a couple, you know, two hundred years early because of the transition. So grandfather just kind of, you know. Must be really hard for him. He know magic? No. He he gave me this, and I hold up my bow. Uh, That's why you smell carry it. that thing around? What? Yeah, no, smell it. Trust me. Here now? Yes. Alright. I smell it. <laughs> it's got a nice oaky smell to it. Uh, which you probably don't know what oak is. Like he he said that that's what the forest smelled like. Yeah, he he gave this to me when I was like still a teenager, kind of like a hand-me-down family heirloom kind of thing. And you know, when you're 13, it's like the coolest stuff ever. You know, I couldn't I couldn't be parted from this thing. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I actually started a an archery club in school. I was the only member. I was kind of a nerd, huh? Yeah, I wasn't very popular. Mostly because, you know, my dad was a cop. And you, the, the bow thing didn't help either. When you see his dad walk by in the window, you see he has a cybernetic leg. And he's limping. He, has, he doesn't seem to as adjust it as well as you or do your arm. What happened to him? I kind of looked down. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm... It's none of my business. I, 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 I told you it was a cop, right? Yeah. I was pretty young. Me and my sister were pretty young. Uh, he he was working and he was at one of the reproduction suppression field protests. And uh, everything was going all real peaceful, you know, for compared to how those things usually go. It was actually really nice. But um, one of his, uh, one of the other cops was a, he was a comet. You, you know who they are? You heard of them, I assume? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Guy, you know, he, he was wearing his jacket and he was just strapped with grenades and he started chucking them into the crowds. One, uh, he threw one toward my, you know, where my dad was. And he had his, he had his little, you know, platoon nearby and, you know, the grenade landed real close to him. And he, he froze. It's a real sour point for him. And one of the one of the fresh recruits, she she jumped on the thing. She she didn't even pause apparently. It's saved everyone nearby his life, but my dad still lost his leg. His arms a little messed up too. <laughs> he he yeah he's never been the same since that. It really messed him up in the head. So I guess that uh that runs in the family and I tap my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he was just never really the same person because we were we were real close. You know, I would uh, try to talk to him afterward, try to cheer him up, and it never worked. He always has this, you know, stare. Looks right through everything. You know, made me makes me feel like garbage. Can't even talk to my own dad. 
Sorry, man. Yeah. It sucks. My uh, my parents were just teachers. Nothing special there. Really? What are they doing now? I guess they're retired, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> as much as you can be. Dang. The ones who told me to be an engineer said it would be a good job. Was it? Until I lost my arm. <laughs> yeah. I see that wasn't a... That's not a normal thing that happens to engineers, is it? No. Uh, when you're working with robotics, making robotics, you... Big machines. I don't even know what happened. I don't remember. Probably a good thing. What, you, you blacked out? Yeah. They gotta have an, I blacked an out. official report what they write down. What's their version of it? <sighs> I got too close to one of the machines and took out my arm. I don't. Might have been a small explosion. I don't. I don't know. It. I really don't know what happened. I don't really trust them. Is anyone else hurt? No. It was just me. It was an exoskeleton machine. I don't know. I just know I woke up a week later. In a medical bed hooked up to a bunch of machines. You were out for a week? Yeah. Even Booker woke up the next day. <laughs> what can I say it? He didn't have red funding his bill, giving him the best treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Do whatever it takes, pain. Doc. They just have... make him better. They didn't have painkillers, they just had strawberry syrup to pour in his milk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sarah was there, though, and that makes it better. Well, when you woke up? Yeah. Your calm goes off. Heads up, everyone. And you look down, and walking, like, plain as day, like, not even trying to hide, is Baron Samiti. And he's walking towards the house. Everyone's set up around, like, um, Tar is... On top of a roof of a nearby thing, and you're you're all know that you're supposed to go down and get in, in into range of this guy. Obviously, people who are melee are gonna be melee. Tars gonna be providing like heavy ordnance from afar, but most people are gonna get at least some sort of uh, range to get him. So you can see like around your guy starting to go down to intercept. Oh, we're not doing the cliffhanger, okay? <laughs> nope, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. You thought that was the cliffhanger. Da -da -da, da -da 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 -da. Um, where are we relatively to this? Oh, great. Kills guy defeat. Enough that you've got to move. Because um... <laughs> like I said, my, my plan is to stay in like sure. a shrouded area and hit him from afar. Because I can shoot right. my bow. So this is like a lot of adjacent buildings and stuff, but you've got enough of an open area here. It's almost like a little courtyard where there can be any sort of... Uh, enough there's not like five buildings between you and him and you can actually get in range and there's different like fire escapes and different things like that that you could get on to get some sort of uh, range advantage yeah i'd like to do that sneakily okay um so the baron submitted he's just walking playing his day up to it and uh when he gets to like um it's like stairs that go up into the uh, apartment door when he gets to the stairs he holds his hands out on either side and uh, he summons hellhounds as he's done before, one on each side of him. These don't look as 
tough as the ones that were uh, summoned on the train. They seemed like the ones that you fought the first time uh, you saw them at the bar. Over the comm, Marcus go, now, 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 now. And you hear him. And you look over from where Tar is, and he shot a gosh darn rocket. And you just see it slam into one of the, the dogs. And, like, uh, Baron Simity turns and looks at the thing. It's just like it smolders and it's gone. It's just absent from existence. From another side, Kentaro uses his, his uh, zero gun, his zero rifle, and freezes the other one. Smitty like slowly turns around and looks and like realizes that you're all there. Uh, roll initiative. 26. 26 for our man, Victor. 28. 28 for Landris. Oh no! Baron rolled a three! Yes! Victor. All right, Landris. Oh, I want to stick to the plan, but he's flat-footed as hell. He is flat-footed <laughs> as heck. Get some pretty good damage in. Ooh. Wait, I, I'm trying to remember, so I don't know if we can tell this, but from last time, did I get the feeling that his he was very dexterous and that was what was causing me not to hit him, or is he mostly armor? You get the feeling it's armor. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a prepared shot. I'm still stealth, I assume? Yes. Okay. I'm just going to take a prepared action. If he tries to cast a spell or turn to smoke, which I assume I, can, I hope I can interrupt, um, I'm going to make a entangling touch AC shot against him. Alright, awesome. Victor. Mm, how far are we from him? Uh, you can you can be within 30 feet if you want. Uh, you, got a, you got the position. You got the jump on him, Victor, so you can be wherever you want. I'm going to warhammer him. Run up and smash him. I'm going to, I'm going to. Um. Oh no, what's Bird doing? <laughs> He's with you. He can do what he wants, whatever you want him to do. What do you want Bird to do? 20. 20 is a miss. Really? To, to his flat foot around. To his flat foot around. Oh, anything but that. <laughs> Did you apply your plus two for charging? Nope. 22? Plus two. It's a hit. Yeah, 22. Yay! Rules. Yay. Yes. I like rules. His touch is crap, but his flat is exactly the same as his normal AC. Well, I hit him for eight. Eight? You know you have... Did you use your um, gravity plate? Oh, I don't... No, yeah, I didn't... I do have that on there. I forgot about that, too. Gosh. Thirteen. I still rolled a one on that. Good grief. You run, and and you slam him right in the head, and it's right in the same place. You, like, fractured his skull earlier, and he lets out, like, a bell, like, and he, like, holds his head. Yes. And he looks up at you, and he narrows his eyes. And he takes a step towards you, and then shots come from everywhere and start freezing him and stuff. And he gets, uh... He looks upset, and you can hear <gasps> And he turns around, and Shiva runs at him and slashes him with her whip. Hitting. I was so excited for the mono whip. I'm so happy it's finally here. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool thing about the mono whip is it touch, hits touch AC, and it does 2d6 points of damage. I'm, I'm going to have Bird go to one of the windows. Okay. And, like, bump into it. Dahlia should recognize him. You you see uh, her rage chip turns on, and she slashes him right across the chest. You can see it burns away some of the suit, and you can see the armor underneath. And uh, he's starting to put together what's happening. Baron goes to cast a spell, triggering your action. Hooray. Um, this is to his touch AC. Uh, 21. Hit. That deals 16 damage, and he's entangled for one round. And now he has to make a concentration jump, correct? 
Yeah, he's gotta make a concentration check for the damage I dealt him, and he has to make a concentration check for being entangled. And also, to not invoke an attack of opportunity, he has to make another um, concentration check. Yeah, he failed literally by one. Uh, so his spell doesn't go off, and he looks up, and he kind of like... Oh, I I'm trying to stealth, because uh, I can snipe, because mm -hmm. we have skill unlocks. Okay. So, uh, with his spell failing, he runs past you, giving you an attack of opportunity. And Shiva. My stealth check is 25 to hide after I shoot that. Okay. 32! Nice. Hit. Also, he is entangled, so he's not going to go very far. Right. 21! Damage? Damage. Nice. nice. Alright, then, uh, we'll back to Landers. Uh, birds bumping on one of the windows. Okay, your family kind of comes over to look at it. Dahlia would recognize it. Dahlia has seen bird before. She, she's saying something to everybody. Um, I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm still hidden. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take prepared action to shoot him should he go to cast a spell. Okay. You hear where the radio's... Uh, guys, we gotta be quick. Police response time. We got a few more seconds. Alright, I'm power attacking him. 15. Miss. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, 20, come on. Hit. Tangled. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 23 points of damage. Nice. Uh, everybody's, uh... <laughs> Shiva runs up to him, forcibly, like, tries to grapple him, and he starts, like, fighting back. And she turns him around enough, and then she knees him in the groin. And he kind of keels over, and then she digs it in further. And says, doesn't feel too good, does it? I like when she goes crazy. <laughs> and you hear him go, oh! <laughs> he kind of reaches up, and he grabs her face, and he goes to cast a spell. Haha, <laughs> that's a thing I do. <laughs> 25 to his touch AC. Hit. Uh, 15 damage, and entangling again, and he has to make the three concentration checks. I don't know if he's grappled right now, so that might be four concentration Not checks. Grappled. Okay. 35, so that one is fine. And he has to make a separate one for being entangled. You get 22, so he hits that one. Victor, make an attack. 30! Piss! <laughs> damage. 21. Alright, well, he bypassed hers because it was only four damage, but he rolled a one. That's a natural one, gentlemen. No, it's a four. Whatever. Point is, oh, he failed. So he, like, grabs her face, and then you guys, like, hit on him, and you just can't get the spell off. Then you begin hearing small arms fire happening around all of you, except for Lanners. You are well hidden. And you see the police have responded. So, like, as, as he grabs her face, and like he said to you, he goes, how does it feel to be mortal? And then, like, nothing happens. He's like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you start getting shots all around you guys, and you hear the police, put your hands into the air. We are authorized to use lethal force. How bad does Baron look? He looks like he's darn messed up. Yeah, I'm sure he's pretty close. You see cuts through to his armor. And he's, he's got like this flat hat with a long rim. And he's got like stringy, stringy hair. The hat is off and you just see like the stringy hair. And you actually can see like part of where he should have hair is like burnt. And the hair hasn't been grown. I'm not giving him a chance. I'm going to prepare to do the same exact thing. Great. Because it's worked for me so far. Victor. Oh man, I don't want to die. But I'd want to kill this guy so bad. I'm doing it. 23... Hit. And 24. Hit. 23 and 22. Holy crap. This guy is so messed up. I'm just wailing. I'm like, you're not getting my wife. I'm just hitting him. However, you are, uh, you get shot at by a couple cops. Okay. 11 to your touch. 11 to my touch is going to miss. Uh, 25 to your touch and 17 to your touch. The other two are going to hit. Okay. Uh, lasers. These are laser rifles. Crap. Lasers. Uh, come at you. <laughs> says fire 
Which will bypass, I think, your Shield. force field. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to take 10 and 11 points of damage. Ooh. These lasers hit you. You're take him down. Take him down. Uh, Shiva kind of locks up and uh, she kind of looks around and she looks at like a terribly beaten uh, submitting. She puts her hands up and kind of steps. Actually, no, she's going to she's gonna bolt. She's going to bolt onto like another building. And some f- shots get shot at her. Baron's turn. He's gonna run to one of another uh, another building, like the side of a building, uh, giving program attacking opportunity from you, uh, Victor. Twenty-four. It is a hit. Twenty-five. Gosh darn it! You guys are wrecking his face. That's what ambush is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he begins to climb up this up the side of this um, this building, like using like the fire escape. And some shots are coming off to, to keep the police uh, back. And you hear Marcus say, we'll keep the police busy. You two get that man. Don't let him get away. And now all your guys are starting to focus on the police. As long as they stop and shooting. And now it's Landris' turn. Okay. Uh, he's going up to a nearby building. Yep. He's just using a fire escape. Can I beat him with my climb speed? Yeah, you, you, you'd have to catch, you're going to have to catch up to him, but it'll probably get you to about the same place he is. Well, I could, I could be on another building. I assume they're all relatively the same height. Yeah. So I'm just going to go to the nearest building and climb right up it. All right, done. Yeah, man, with your climb speed, you're up it. Is that a double move action, or will I still have a standard action? Uh, it depends if you want to get close to him. I don't, no, I don't have to be. All right, uh, if you want to get in the building adjacent to him, yeah, it's going to be a double move action. Yeah, I'm going to climb up, and I'm going to keep an eye on him, because I want to see if he, like, goes somewhere else. Okay, all right. Uh, Victor. <sighs> just have to chase after him. You got the grappling hook, though. Oh, yeah, I do. And I also have a jetpack. jetpack. <laughs> oh, right, that's <laughs> probably more useful in I this I kind of wanted to jetpack. I was about to jetpack out of there if the cops kept shooting. I'm going to jetpack. Nice. All right, well, it glitches. Roll a D100. 40. Not good. 40. Item uses twice as many charges as normal, but otherwise functions normally. Okay. I think it's got 100. Yeah, it's got 100 on it, so that's... So it's going to use twice whatever the charges it would be for you to use the jetpack. But you, you jetpack up. Woo, fly check. 13. 13? Yes. Move less than half speed and remain flying. All right. And that's fly speed average, right? Yeah. Or is that clumsy? 60 feet with poor maneuverability. All right. Yep. All right. So you're going to move a half speed. So you're going to get, so was it 90? So you're going to get 45 feet or 60. So you get 30 feet up in the air and you can like, you get in right to him. As he climbs up, he gets to the top of the, uh, of the building and it's the building Tarzan. Tar just headbutts him as he meets him as he like gets over the ledge. And he stumbles back, and Tar picks him up. Gotcha now. So Mindy's, like, struggling, and he, like, puts his hand up by Minotaur's nose, and you see sparks and streamers and confetti, but all it's, like, lit and on fire and bright neon colors come out, and they kind of, like, get into his eyes, but worse than that, they go right up his nose. And he drops Baron, and he starts screaming, and he's, like, clawing at his nose. He's, like, putting his fingers in his nose trying to get the stuff out. Making it Landris' turn. Um, could he, like, run to me if he wanted to? Or is there, like, a gap between our buildings? There's a gap. He would have to jump a gap. How far? Let's say the gap's 20 feet. You know what? I was going to do a four-round action. 30. Hit. Natural 20 with a 32. Ooh. Confirm. Confirmation roll is 17. 17's a miss. 25. Hit. That's a total of 63 damage. Holy shnikes. With those four attacks, you said? You, you do him in well, but he is still up and about. What? All right. Awesome. Victor. All right, how far am I from him? You're about, we'll say, 20 feet up to the roof. 
<laughs> Goomba stuff. Make a fly check. 20. You get up to the the roof and you still have 40 feet of movement. <laughs> fly up straight 40 feet right up a barren and then just turn off the jetpack <laughs> and dive bomb him. Shoot at him with the rifle. 26. It. Oh, and I would have called Bird back up here by now. Okay. That's what I'm You see everyone's, uh, everyone like, they were at the window until shots started getting fired from the police and now they duck down. 14 points of damage? cold damage, yeah. You guys ruined my encounter. When you guys were up here, he was going to summon the salamander again. You guys were going to fight the salamander. It's like, a, oh, now we got you this time. But instead, you, like, rinsed him. Wow, you just, like, crushed him. <laughs> he, like, is limping, and he, he look, he's, like, looking at both of you as he backs up. And then he kind of throws himself shoulder first over the side of the building. Uh, as you go over there, I take it, you hear, turn out, turn out. And you see coming up from the side of the building, he's in a vertebrae. And he just looks at you with the angriest scowl. And you shoot at him and stuff as he starts flying away. And, of course, there's, like, no hope in catching him. But then you hear again. And Tally comes with your vertebrae and says, Need a ride? Heck yeah. Jump right in. All right. She starts following him. And he starts going real low to the ground. He starts making all sorts of things to try to, to lose you guys when he notices that you're following him. But you guys are keeping right up with him until he goes. Um, and it's been all this time learning how to fly a vertebrae for nothing. Let's see who's better at flying me or him. And you guys are on, on this this chase. And she eventually gets up like right next to him and, and you guys are looking at each other. And she goes, um, Marcus says he wants him alive. Jump over and grab that sucker. And she throws a, a rope to you that's attached to the thing. She goes, put that in your grapnel gun. Cool. I will. <laughs> wow. Uh, and so you can shoot the grapnel gun over. I assume shoot it over and you make a little thing to go over there. And uh, you, one of you can go, both of you can go. It's up to you. you to can I hit him from here? Yes. You hit him and I'll go. I'm not even going to bother. Yeah. All right, so you you slide down using the grapnel gun, and you're over there. Baron Smith, like turns around and sees you, and he's, um, he turns the thing upside down. And, of course, Tally Fowl has to follow him now to keep the ropes connected, right? And, uh, I need you to make reflex save. Oh, great. I'm going to do cat slug. I'm going to do the same. <laughs> I assume I also make a reflex Yes, you have to. Uh, the first was a natural 20, so I won't bother. Okay. Uh, 33. Uh, 17. <laughs> you, you keep you keep your footing. And as it turns around, like, you kind of run, and you almost, like, do, like, an inception run. And so, all right, you, you make it right, and he, he keeps trying to turn. And he actually, you see he, like, hits, uh, he kind of wedges something into the controls and gets up and gets up right up to you and says, You are enough of a bother. This ends now. And he kicks you, and he tries to kick you out of the building. I need you to make another reflex save. Out of the building, out of the. Can I shoot him thing. now? Yep, just one second. An eight. Oh snap, son! He kicks you off, and you you grab onto the edge as you're out. And Baron turns around to go to get back to the controls, and you're like, <laughs> connects. You connect right to him with your eyes, Landris, and you're just looking right at him. What do you do? Remember, Tally said alive, but. Oh, I know what Tally said. Um... <laughs> No, no promises, Marcus. I am going to shoot him in the face. same as before. Right in the face. But I am using a blunt arrow. Oh, interesting. Which can deal non-lethal damage. Yeah, can if you want it to. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> you fire it, and he kind of like uh, deftly moves to the left and catches it and looks back at you, just have like, really? And he throws it to the ground. He takes out a knife and he cuts the rope between you two and he gets back in the driver's seat and turns it back around. As he turns around, I need reflex save from Victor. 19. Hey, nice. All right, you, you hold on and, and you uh, crawl back into the cockpit and there you're there back in the vertebrae. What do you do? I'm back with him. You know what? I'm going to slam him. 
Okay. Hit him with your your arm. Mm-hmm. Twenty. Miss. Ugh. As you like go to uh, hit him, uh, he kind of like dodges with his uh, with his head because like you're going right down and it hits the seat. He's gonna grab the controls, pull them up to go straight up into the air and to fly you guys back into the end of the of the vehicle. Uh, so you both need to make reflex saves, both him and you. Eighteen. All right. So you you, uh, you kind of catch yourself to lay on your feet, but he holds on to the chair in the cockpit, so he's not even down with you. And he holds his hand down at you, and he gets ready to fire a spell. But Lanris can interrupt if he can manage to hit. Yeah, he's all out of panache. <laughs> he looks down at you, Victor, and says, You should have known when to quit, boy. 25. Gosh, don't I hit. He is going to oh, get a spell man. off, I, I promise, one day. He has so many spells, it's so little time to use them. Uh, 11 damage. Okay. As he goes to hit the spell, like the arrow hits his hand, and a fireball flies out of the... Uh, out of his hand but misses you but still hits inside the vertebrae and you hear all sorts of alarms go off and he like looks angrily over at um, Landris and he hits the controls to level out the machine and he kind of lands his feet and he pulls the air out of his arm um, Victor what do you do? I'm gonna hit him with my warhammer oop lethally? yes okay <laughs> it's your decision boy I know I know 21 the yeah, exact match 21 he, go, he puts his arms in a cross position to block it, but you see it happening like a second before he couldn't any change it and change what he's going to do. And you hit him right in the gut. And he kind of lands back on the controls, and now you're going for a straight dive. Reflex save for both of you, because Tally's going to follow this dive. 30. 15. You, you manage to hold on and, and get yourself in a position where you're not like totally disabled. As you're down, Tally's going, um, you've got to throw that rope back over so we can tie it to him. Baron Samiti, he kind of like, he is not even like really moving much. And he's just like, he sees his hand moving, he's trying to do something, but you don't know what the heck it is. Landris, what do you do? I tie the rope to one of my arrows and fire it over. Okay, Victor, ping, an arrow wedges into it right there. Uh, there is fire going on in this thing. This thing is going straight down. You don't have a lot of time. What do you do? I want to try to rope him. Okay, tie him up, make a grapple check. 20. As you go to do it, his eyes jet open and he punches you right in the gut. They seem to be faking having been knocked out. He, he pulls the thing out to level up the uh, vertebrae, and he begins uh, what you've seen many times now. You can see he's summoning again. What do you do, Landris? I'm, I'm wondering how much I care about his life. I'm not risking Vic's life. I'm going nice. to shoot a normal arrow. 27. Hit. 12 damage. As he begins summoning, you get him through the back, and it comes out his chest, and he looks down. Or I should say stomach. And he looks down and he falls forward. Landris right next to you. Victor, you're going straight to a building, so it's now or never. What do you do? Can I grab him and jetpack out of there? Yes, yeah, why not? That sounds great. I like it. <laughs> I want to grab him and jetpack out of there. All right, you jetpack out of there, but you go too high and your head gets chopped off by propellers. Rolling no! <laughs> Rocks fall, everyone dies. All right, you grab him and I need to make a fly check. No! He's heavy, so it's seven. It's heavy, so he's... <laughs> All right, you jump, and you're like, I'm going to make it right to this thing. And then you totally forget, well, like, well, I'm going really fast. And if I jump out, I'm going to lose momentum. So instead of going from one vehicle to the other, you go and you slam into the side of Tally's vertebrae, and you start uh, falling. <laughs> and Tally turns around and starts going down. Lander says, there's something you can do, maybe. She's falling with Victor to try to save him. Victor doesn't look that that hurt, right? No, I'm not. I'm not too bad. Oh, you are yeah, not gonna do what I think rope. you're gonna do. I'm gonna tie a rope to an arrow and shoot Victor. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you miss. 
Sorry, Victor. I'm gonna turn off deadly aim. I should give you also the penalties for all this movement, but whatever. It's too late to start now. It's good. Good listening. That. That That's matches. A That's a twenty. It matches. <laughs> <laughs> you take uh, eight damage. Dude. All right. She pulls up, and you feel yourself being pulled, and it's incredibly painful. What do you do? I guess just do another flight check. See if you can't get your jetpack working right. Okay. I rolled a one. <laughs> Victor. You try to jetpack, but you end up jetpacking in the opposite direction. You forgot to turn around. You got so mixed up from being flung around and all that stuff. And you're now going... I have an arrow in me! You're going down even further. <laughs> and it snaps the rope. Landry, he, like, breaks how do you see this guy like... who's doing everything he can to not have you help him? I don't have any more rope. <laughs> how high up are we? Uh, you're rapidly declining in height. There's now a rope trailing from him, if that means anything. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Is, is there anything in the cockpit with me? There's all sorts of stuff. What are you looking for? <sighs> More rope. <laughs> He's got a big health pool over there. <laughs> uh, you used a lot um, I mean, of are there parachutes? Ooh, you know what there are? There are these... Instead of parachutes, they have inertial dampening belts. When you activate, you essentially get feather fall. How many are there? Uh, there's two. One for the co-pilot, one for the pilot. So she's wearing one, so there's just one. <laughs> I grabbed the other one and said, Tally, give me that. Reduces the falling damage by half is what it does. Oh, reduce so, it by half? How high? So I'll up? say it slows you down. Let's say you're you're going straight down. You're maybe a hundred feet away. Tally's about to pull up. Yeah, I say Tally, give me your belt. She takes it off. I grab the other one and put okay. it on. I grab it and jump out. Okay, she pulls up. You you get to Victor. I slap the belt on him. Okay. One last fly check for you there, Lanners. Uh, I don't want it. I don't want to. And then I activate mine. Uh, six. Stop! <laughs> I, I don't want to! <laughs> I'm rolling threes and ones and fours. I mean, it's not good. Okay, alright, so I'm gonna treat this as you falling from, uh, let's see, it's 100 feet. So, you guys hit the ground. I'm gonna make it as if it was 80 feet because you at least have a jetpack that was going to try to do something. So, mm -hmm. 80 feet for you. So, you're gonna take 86 damage and take, that's gonna be half of 86. Half a 22, and then half a 44 for uh, Lanners. Poof, you hit the ground. You smash into the pavement and break it. <laughs> oh, and right on top of you is, is Baron Samiti, who's completely unconscious. And you hear, burn out, burn out, until he comes over by and says, get him in, get him in. I, okay. I, I help lift she, him in. She actually comes out and helps <laughs> you get him in. And she like uh, buckles him into the seat and says, tie him up. And she throws her up by you. I'd like to make a heel check to stabilize him if he's not 100% dead. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Okay, stabilize. And Tally, she goes over to him and says, We finally got him. We finally got that scumbag. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network.
For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been Christian and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. And if you want to support me and my indie game development company, Raconteur Games, consider purchasing our first game now available on Steam called Close Order. Thank you so very much, and I hope you've enjoyed the show.